The following is a presentation of WCYT Sports. Laughlin, the rebound, the clock hits zero. The Spartans are state champions. They avenge the loss from two years ago, and they'll take home a state championship. Hands it off to Grant Raver going out the 15, down to the 5, gets into the end zone for Homestead. 15-yard run for Grant Raver, gets Homestead on the board. Trying to get inside, nothing there, step back, open three, it's gone! Todd Curry knocks it down, Spartans win, Spartans win! On your dial at 91.1 FM and online at WCYT.org, it's time for the action of Homestead Spartan Athletics. After only one week of the high school football season, there's already some shakeup in the SAC, but not for Homestead. Last week, the Spartans dominated the second half en route to a 31-14 season-opening victory over the Northrop Bruins. Tonight, the Spartans welcome Concordia into Dave Walters Memorial Stadium for the home opener, and there's a lot on the line already in week two of the season. With the other conference favorites on the schedule for Homestead in weeks 3, 4, and 5, tonight is not time to get caught overlooking your opponent. Will the Spartans move on to 2-0, setting up a showdown in week 3? We'll find out in about 3 hours. It's undefeated Homestead and undefeated Concordia in week 2 of SAC football. And now for the start of the OPS pregame show. Here's play-by-play broadcaster Noah Johannesmeyer. Welcome to week two of the high school football season, everyone. We are broadcasting live from Dave S. Walter Memorial Stadium as the Homestead Spartans take on the Concordia Cadets. Thanks to our radio sponsors, Casa Restaurante, First Federal, Savings Bank, Marco's Pizza, Moe's Southwest Grill, Salsa Grill, and Arby's. I'm Noah Johannesmeyer, and I'm joined alongside Chris Corman. How are you doing tonight, Chris? Good. Good to be back for another football season, another exciting year for Homestead. Already off to a good start with a 1-0 record, so very excited to see what this next game brings. Last week, Homestead started off slow against Northrop in the first half with a 14-14 halftime score. Then they turned it around and shut out Northrop in the second half, winning the game 31-14. That's that's just an interesting game. Of course, week one, you, you really figure out what you have no new quarterback, a lot of new faces on offense, a lot of new faces on defense. So week one's kind of a feeling out process, especially in that first half. You really kind of figure out what you have, and you kind of just get a feel for the team you're playing right off the bat. Yeah, and talking about that new quarterback, Peyton Slavin looked more and more comfortable as the game went on in his first start, throwing for just under 140 yards and two touchdowns in total. I thought he stepped up to the plate. And, you know, new quarterback, everyone's got their eyes on him. New quarterback in the SAC, everyone's got to be looking at him. I thought he, you know, did well. You know, rough start. A couple fumbles there in the first quarter, but he rebounded. And that's the biggest thing that, you know, the Homestead coaches were looking for is can he overcome a couple turnovers in the first quarter, and I thought he did that later on in the game. Yeah, he was definitely able to overcome the adversity he faced early on in that game against Northrop with three fumbles in the first half, 14-14 halftime score, and then winning the game 31-14. to And then how about the performance of junior defensive end Jackson Crispin, racking up four sacks, eight total tackles, and a tackle for loss, being a leading force in holding the Bruins to negative rush yards. Saw a little bit of what Jackson could do last year. Saw him playing a little bit at varsity defense last year. I thought he stepped up last year. Of course, anytime someone steps up on defense and then you look at the next year, they're going to be good. This is one of the players on defense set. And we were looking at that could be 
very good, and I think he has stepped up to the plate well. Like you said last week, eight total tackles. I think coming down the stretch for Homestead playing tough offenses, he's going to be a key part to that defense. It's him stepping up and him making the big tackles, and that could be a key tonight against Concordia. Yeah, Jackson Christman can definitely make an impact on the game tonight. With that, we will go to our first break of the evening, but when we come back, you will hear Braden Carroll's interview with Homestead head coach Chad Zolman and get his thoughts on tonight's matchup right here on the Point 91 FM, a production of Homestead Media. Support for Homestead High School Athletics comes from Jason Corner, CFP, your Edward Jones financial advisor at 7329 West Jefferson Boulevard. For more information, visit edwardjones.com. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Homestead Athletics coverage is presented by WCYT Lafayette Township, Fort Wayne. Watch all live home broadcasts on YouTube. Just search Homestead Media. Home and away games are broadcast on WCYT.org and 91.1 FM. Homestead Media would like to thank all of our current sponsors for their support of our educational broadcasts. You and your businesses can sponsor individual games or even a full session of video and radio broadcasts. Email our marketing manager, Andy Dunn, at adunn at sax.k12.in.us. And now, let's head back out to the stadium for more Homestead Spartan football, right here on the Point 91 FM. Welcome back to the OPS Spartan Football Pregame Show. I'm Brayden Carroll, and now joined by Homestead Football Head Coach Chad Zolman. And Coach, I'd like to start by talking about last week's win over Northrop. 17 unanswered points in the second half to catapult to a 31-14 win. What did you like from your team, especially in the second half? Well, I thought uh, the second half looked more like the team we expected to see. The first half was a bit of a disaster on both sides of the ball, and uh, the turnovers killed us. Uh, we had so many penalties and gave up two long balls on defense, which is just some some things that we had not done, you know, and so... It's pretty un- uncharacteristic of this group so far that we've seen. So uh, we, we talked at halftime just to settle down and start playing, you know, efficient football, making sure we're doing our jobs. And uh, I thought second half we played a lot better, and and, and uh, the outcome showed that. And last week we talked about turnovers and coming out of the gate, limiting miscues such as those. However, the Spartans had three fumbles in just the first half last week. What has been done in practice this week to correct that turnover margin? Well, there's been a big emphasis on it. I mean, uh, the ball security is always an emphasis, but uh, to do that, and it was kind of an anomaly because we, you know, we thought back through the summer, we had two scrimmages and a, a scrimmage against Snyder, and uh, and we didn't turn the ball over once in any, all three of them. So it was one of those things that was just, uh, you know, we couldn't believe our eyes ourselves. So, you know, we, we emphasized it, and the kids put an emphasis on it, and we as coaches were, were stretch, stress, stressing that the entire year and, or excuse me, the entire week. And so I, I think that will help. In the second half against Northrop, it was highlighted by a shutout from your defense with players like Jackson Christman and Carter Koob really stepping up for the Spartans. How did the defense turn things around in those final two quarters from giving up two big plays in the first half, four touchdowns, to giving up nothing at all? Well, I think they started playing faster, and uh, honestly, we didn't we didn't blitz much. We played a lot of base stuff and and uh, let our kids run. And I think uh, once they started to do that and to start, you know, it takes a while to adjust to the speed of a team because you can't simulate it 
exactly in practice. So I think once we adjusted to that a little bit, our kids really flew around and got to the football. And when they did, they, you know, the tackler, they tackled well and, and tackled in groups, which was really good. Once again, I'm joined in the studio with Homestead football head coach Chad Zolman and a new quarterback in junior Peyton Slavin made his varsity debut. How would you assess his play in week one? I think he steadily improved as the game went along. I think you saw uh, not just him, but some nervousness by a a lot of first-time starters out there, maybe that first half. But second half, he settled in. I think he's finished over 60% completion um, percentage and uh, was pretty efficient then. And when we got to the second half and we moved the ball really well the second half. So I think he settled down and really got into a rhythm the second half. And it's the first game of the season and the first game since 2019 in front of the Spartan crowd at Davis Walters Memorial Stadium. How excited are you and your team to come back and play in front of the Homestead faithful? You know, I constantly remind them during the situations that it is a privilege to play here. And one of the reasons it's a privilege is because of our support and uh, coming out and getting getting to play in front of a really good uh support from the stands and, and things like that. So I, I want them to absorb these moments because they're they're fleeting. You know, as a young man, you don't get many of them. So uh, it's going to be special. I mean, we haven't been in this situation with a, with a crowd for, you know, since 2019. So it, it'll be a, a great experience for the kids. Concordia, they're always a difficult team to dissect with their fiery offense that they put on display with 42 points in a win over Southside last week. What has the focus been in practice this week on stopping the cadet charge? They moved the ball pretty efficiently last week against Southside. I think that uh, they've got two running backs. One was more of a speedster and the other one is more of a bulldog and he just does not refuse us to go down, breaks tackles and so they've got a good mix in the backfield. The quarterback's good uh, with his decision-making, and uh, they've got a receiver that uh, is a threat. We have to keep an eye, our eyes on him at all times because he can score from just about anywhere. So uh, they've got a lot of weapons that we have to be aware of, and you're right. Every year we go to, to into, this, into this game, and, and they give us all sorts of trouble, and we always feel like we're fortunate to come out with a win. Once again, I'm joined in the studio with Homestead football head coach Chad Zolman. What do you know about Coach Eschbach in his first year as head coach of the Cadets? What can we expect from his first season replacing the state title winning coach Tim Manigel? Well, he he's come from some tradition. He's done so. He's been successful uh, in other places. So that's first. And then secondly, I he from what we've seen on film, he's going to give us a wide variety of formations and on offense that we have to make sure we are sound too. And I think that's the challenge this this week is just to make sure that what he throws at us, which is there's some different twists that we haven't seen before, uh, that we're ready for it. And we practiced well, so we feel like we're in a good spot. But uh, he challenges you by formation. So your eyes have to be right and make sure you're getting your, your, uh, your defense in the right spots. Finally, Coach, can you give us a few keys for the Spartans to move to 2-0 this week? Well, we... Got to do away with the turnovers and penalties. The penalties were really bad last week, and uh, we've addressed that this week too. So that's the two most important areas of improvement for us will be the turnovers and the, and the penalties. And so we told the kids this, and uh, that's what we're looking for. I think if we make them earn the yards and earn the touchdowns and not give up the big ball, defensively will, that will help us a lot to be successful. And on, on offense, uh, Without the turnovers, we moved the ball fairly well. So I feel like 
we can be efficient in high efficiency passes and uh, being good up front. I think we, we had a solid night up front last week. We continue that effort. We'll be in good shape. Thanks for joining me in the studio, Coach. Good luck on tonight's game. Thank you. We'll be right back with more of the WCYT Spartan Football pregame show after these short messages. Point is WCYT 91.1 Lafayette Township, Fort Wayne, a broadcast service of Homestead High School, presented by Homestead Media Online at WCYT.org. The Point 91 FM, where music is the point. Casa Italian Restaurants, with four Fort Wayne locations, West Jefferson Boulevard, DuPont Road, Parnell Avenue, and Stellhorn Road. Featuring their Casa Burro salad, brick oven pizzas, and over 30 pasta selections. Dine-in or carry-out available, or let Casa cater your next special occasion. Menus and information at casarestaurants.com. Casa Italian Restaurant, a proud sponsor of Homestead Media. And now, let's head back out to the stadium for more Homestead Spartan football, right here on the Point 91 FM. Welcome back to WCYT Spartan Football Pregame Show. I'm Noah Johanningsmeyer, joined alongside Chris Corman as we get closer and closer to kickoff tonight. On the offensive side of the ball, Gage Sparrow had a big impact on the game last week, reeling in seven receptions and 78 yards. I think when you look at last week, Nate Anderson had a little bit of a cold night to start the year, and you got to look at who's going to step up to fill that spot. Gage Sparrow was that guy, no doubt. Like you said, 79 yards, seven receptions. Good night for him. He's introducing Peyton Slavin to this new offense. You know, good. You know, I know Homestead's happy about Gage Sparrow being someone that's going to introduce Peyton Slavin to this Homestead offense. Yeah, Gage Sparrow was able to get open constantly, making Peyton Slavin, the quarterback, really comfortable early on in the game last week. A struggle for the Spartans, though, last week was holding on to the football, having three turnovers that were all fumbles, and that is not even including the turnover on downs and the red zone last week from the Spartans. I think you look at that, you know, two different ways. One, it was in the beginning of the game. So a lot of that is Homestead trying to figure out, you know, how to hand the ball off correctly to a running back in a varsity snap. Because you can do it in practice, but until you necessarily do it in a varsity game in front of a crowd, you know, against a team, it's kind of harder to do. So, you know, I don't mind the three turnovers because they were all in the first half of the game. So you can't really be mad about that. But it is something that is definitely a key for Homestead tonight is hold on to the football. Yeah, even with those turnovers, the Spartans still able to get a easy somewhat or a somewhat easy win, 31-14 to last week. So those, those turnovers obviously not hurting the Spartans too bad. And then Isaac Barkis also made a splash last week, scoring two touchdowns, one being a scoop and score and the other being a receiving touchdown. Isaac Barkis stepped up big last year on the defense side of the ball, and now he's coming out and he's doing it on offense, catching that first touchdown for Homestead, getting them in the groove. I think that was the biggest thing for Homestead is getting that first touchdown because you could feel you know, the change in momentum. As soon as Homestead got on the board, Slavin got comfortable, and it just went on from there. So I thought, you know, that was a really big touchdown from Slavin to Barkis, getting that touchdown right off the bat, and then that scoop and score. You know, that that was something that the defense needed, I think. You know, Northrop got that touchdown right off the bat, that long 90-yard touchdown, I think it was, something like that, and then Barkis comes out and gets that defensive scoop and score. So I think that was a big play. He had two big plays on both sides of the ball to get that both offense and defense started. 
Yeah, Barkis with those two touchdowns, really being able to flip the momentum back to the Spartans after those turnovers that we were mentioning earlier. And now with that, we will go to our next break. And when we come back, we will be with Chris, Braden, Carroll, and myself to, took, to take a look around the SAC. This is WCYT Spartan Football. Support for Homestead High School Athletics comes from Jason Corner, CFP, your Edward Jones financial advisor at 7329 West Jefferson Boulevard. For more information, visit edwardjones.com. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Homestead Athletics coverage is presented by WCYT Lafayette Township, Fort Wayne. Watch all live home broadcasts on YouTube. Just search Homestead Media. Home and away games are broadcast on WCYT.org and 91.1 FM. Homestead Media would like to thank all of our current sponsors for their support of our educational broadcasts. You and your businesses can sponsor individual games or even a full session of video and radio broadcasts. Email our marketing manager, Andy Dunn, at adunn at sax.k12.in.us. And now, let's head back out to the stadium for more Homestead Spartan football, right here on the Point 91 FM. Welcome to this week's Look Around the SAC. I'm Noah Johannesmeyer, joined alongside Chris Corman and Braden Carroll. It's an exciting week in the conference, and now let's take a look at the results from last week. Starting with Homestead over Northrop 31-14, and then Lures over Carroll 38-31. Concordia over Southside 42 to 20, Snyder over Northside 32 to 34 to 32, Dwanger over Wayne 43 to 27. What impact did Week One have on SAC title race? Well, obviously, Lures over Carroll is huge because at the start of the season, everyone was looking at Carroll and Jeff Becker and saying that is the team that is going to contend for the SAC title. And then Lures comes out. And they stunned them in their brand new stadium week one, 38-31. That's huge implications on the SAC race because not only does it question whether Carroll can go all the way, but it also brings Lures into the conversation as a serious contender where some people before week one were saying, I don't really give Lures a shot. Then Snyder over Northside is huge as well because now we know Northside is a solid team because we had Snyder as SAC contenders before this game. Then Northside goes out and if Snyder doesn't make that field goal, they win this game. Really, Northside and Lures, in my mind, they prove themselves immensely, giving themselves a shot in the SAC title race. You know, Brent, I'm going to look at the same games that you did. I think Lures over Carroll. Every year, everyone always puts Lures in the middle because they always talk about they're in a lower class so they can't compete with the top SAC teams but they competed with Carroll and they beat them you know they wore down a 6A school you know how big that is for a lower class school to outplay and last longer than a 6A school that's big for Lures their offense was great and their defense came up big a couple times against Becker, getting a couple interceptions. And that Snyder over Northside game, you know, that big field goal there at the end for Snyder, a gutsy play call running the ball with six seconds left. Never seen a coach run the ball with six seconds left. That's a gutsy play call, and it played off for Snyder. And then Dwinger over Wayne. Dwinger allowing 27 points on the Generals. That gives you a little bit of concern for the Saints moving forward. Yeah, really, none, none of those points, you know, came against a varsity defense. You know, I don't look at that game as, 
You know, Wayne doing a whole lot, I think. Dwanger rolling 43 points. They got that new transfer quarterback coming in. You know, but they run that same Dwanger offense every year. So I think Dwanger's fine, even after giving up 27 points. Yeah, there was a lot of interesting results in week one. Lures over Carroll was definitely the biggest result from week one, seeing Carson Clark be able to get the upset and knock off a title favorite in the SAC in Carroll. And then Snyder over Northside, like Braden was saying, Northside proving they're a true threat in the SAC this year, while Snyder struggling against Northside still came out with the win, so they're still a heavy favorite in the SAC. And now it's time to take a look at the remaining four games and week one of SAC play. First off, Carroll at Snyder, a matchup between two SAC title favorites. Carroll trying to avoid an 0-2 start, and Snyder is trying to stay unbeaten. Well, Carroll's coming into this game upset that they lost against Bishop Lewers, upset that their defense gave up as many points as they did, 31 against Carson Clark, Aiden Dennis, and that fiery Lewers offense. They're coming into this thinking... We have to win if we want to win this conference because if they start off 0-2, it's pretty much over at that point. Like last season for Homestead, if they had lost that game against Concordia, they wouldn't have had a shot at the SAC title. So this is a must-win game for the Chargers. It's early in the season, and they already have to be in that mentality of, we got to win out now. So Carroll's going to go out. They're going to compete. And honestly, I think that they knock off the Snyder Panthers. You know, Brayden, I'm going to have to agree with you on this one because here's the SAC rule for football. You can lose one game. You can't lose two. You lose two games, you're out of the conference run basically just based on how talented the SAC is. I think Carroll's going to go in with that mindset that we cannot lose two games in the SAC to win the conference. I think Carroll's going to get it done. Will not be a blowout. It's going to be a close game. Carroll by 7 or 10. I mean, I think this year might be the only year we'll see a two-win SAC champion. Just the top is is a little bit more widespread. There might be six teams contending, maybe five this year. But overall, I think Carroll, they're going to try to avoid that 0-2 start. They're going to play hard, obviously. But I still think Snyder's the better team, and I think that's why Snyder's going to win. Just I was saying it last week. They've got great guys on both sides of the ball. Carroll's defense, I will never, I will not trust until they prove me that I should be able to trust them, and they did not prove that week one and allowing 38 points against Lures. So I think Snyder's going to win this game by probably 10, maybe even 20 points tonight. You don't know what? I don't mind that, but I, I like that Lures offense. I think that Lures offense is going to be tough for any defense that has to go against Brody Glenn, Carson Clark, and that loaded Lures offense. And now moving on to the next game, Northrop at Southside. Northrop is looking to rebound coming off of a loss to Homestead. And really for Southside, this may be the only advantage that they would have against a team this season other other than maybe Wayne, where they face Roosevelt Norfleet III, a former quarterback of theirs. They're familiar with his style of play, and they're very used to him. They're very comfortable with him. They're going to go up against him, know his entire scheme, know how he works. Now, when Keon Bates gets in there, because more than likely they're going to be splitting time, it'll be much more difficult for Southside. But in my mind, other than Wayne, which is always a competitive game between Southside and Wayne, this is Southside's chance to pull off an upset. Will they do it? No. But this is their chance. Man, Brayden, I thought you were going south side there for a minute. I wouldn't mind that pick, but I'm agree with what Brayden said. I think Northrop is just the better team in this game. I saw how they started against Homestead. I'm telling you what, if they start like that against Southside, 
that game's going to go downhill fast. Just watch out for Hinton on the defensive line for Northrop. And then on offense, you got Davis and you got Kilby on outside on each side. Southside will not be able to stop those guys. South, or, sorry, yeah. Northrop will win easy. And then moving on to Northside at Dwanger. Northside comes off of a close loss, looking to knock off Dwanger and stay in contention for the SAC title. Well, both these teams really cannot afford a loss now because with the way Dwanger played against Wayne, a lot of people see some weaknesses in the Saints. And Northside, even though everybody's very impressed with the play, with the way that they played against Snyder, a loss is a loss. And now they can't take another one this season or else they're out of the conference contention. So this is a huge game for Northside, and I think they're going to go out, get the win, because, man, they really impressed me against Snyder, and Dwanger really didn't impress me week one. Northside coming off a loss against Snyder. That's a real tough loss to take. You lose on a field goal. There's, like, no worse way to start your season than losing on a game-winning field goal. With that being said, Dwanger's offense is by far the better offense in this game. Dwanger's going to win this game 10 to 14 points. I think Dwanger's defense is going to step up big in key situations. I think that Dwanger offense is going to get off to a great start in this game. Dwanger in past years has always just been the bigger and stronger team. That's why teams like Northside could never really beat them. But up front this year, we don't really see that with Dwanger. They're not extremely big they're not actually that much stronger than Northside so I'm gonna go with Northside I'm gonna go with Bronte Johnson and the, the and Northside with the upset over Dwanger I think coming off of that close loss against Snyder they're gonna come out angry they're gonna come out ready to upset Dwanger and moving on to Wayne at Lures quarterback Carson Clark is looking to continue his hot start to the season in week two after that Carroll upset well he's got a great game to really tune things up work it the offense a little bit because Wayne their defense just doesn't step up in these kind of games against Wanger they allowed 43 points and Lures in my mind has a has an even better offense than Wanger so this is going to be very tough for the generals I think that Lures is going to go out there and win this from the first quarter maybe halfway through the first quarter I'm going to take the Knights by we're going to go with 42. Yeah, I, I agree with Braden in this one. I think Wayne, they had a tough time last week against DeWanger, so I think I'd hate to see them go against Lures offense. You know, this week, I think Lures, Carson Clark's going to, you know, be throwing it to Brody Glenn minimum like 15 times against Wayne's defense. I like Lures big, maybe not by 42, but I'll take him in the 30s. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you, Chris. 40 points is a little too much. We saw Wayne score 27 last week. If they do that again, I mean, it could really happen against the Lures defense. I think Lures wins by maybe 20, maybe even 30, like Chris was saying, but definitely not by 40. And that will take us to the end of this week's episode of Around the SAC. We'll return to the pregame show after these short messages. This is WCYT Spartan Football. Point is WCYT 91.1 Lafayette Township, Fort Wayne, a broadcast service of Homestead High School, presented by Homestead Media online at WCYT.org. The Point 91 FM, where music is the point. 
Casa Italian Restaurants with four Fort Wayne locations, West Jefferson Boulevard, DuPont Road, Parnell Avenue, and Stellhorn Road. Featuring their Casa Borough salad, brick oven pizzas, and over 30 pasta selections. Dine-in or carry-out available, or let Casa cater your next special occasion. Menus and information at casarestaurants.com. Casa Italian Restaurant, a proud sponsor of Homestead Media. And now, let's head back out to the stadium for more Homestead Spartan football, right here on the Point 91 FM. Welcome back to the OPS pregame show. I'm Noah Johannesmeyer being joined alongside Chris Corman as we are now just 15 minutes away from kickoff. And Homestead is now off to a good start on the season with a 1-0 start. With back-to-back SAC titles the past two years, the Spartans are definitely looking for a three-peat this year. Yeah, of course. You know, Homestead, they win last two years kind of handedly. Last year, they had a loss. They made up for it. They beat Carroll. They beat DeWenger. They beat the powerhouses last year to get them to the SAC even with one loss. This year, it's still wide open. Of course, it's week two, so anything can happen. You know, uh, Carroll playing Snyder tonight, that's ga- that game's going to have big implications on the SAC. So right now, it's still open. But, of course, Homestead, they got their eyes on one thing, and that's keeping the bell out there on the field. Yeah, they definitely want to keep that bell on their sideline. Homestead's path to the SAC title definitely ramps up over the next couple of weeks after tonight's game. Their next three weeks are Lures, Dwanger, and Snyder, all which won in week one. Yeah, I mean, this is the kind of the stretch that Homestead looks at every year, and the stretch that I looked at last year is if Homestead wins those three games, they have the greatest chance. And right there, those are the three games. Lures, Dwanger, Snyder. Dwanger's always tough. Lures up and coming. Carson Clark, Brody Glenn, all those guys are great players. They act like they're up and coming this year in Snyder. Everyone's talking about their defense, so we'll see what happens tonight when they play Carroll. That's going to be the big matchup for me in the SAC is tonight with Carroll and Snyder. Yeah, Carroll and Snyder is definitely going to be a huge matchup as uh, the Carroll quarterback, is Jeff Becker, is missing out on the game. Sorry, I forgot his name for a couple seconds there. Jeff Becker, the Carroll quarterback, is out tonight against Snyder, so that really gives Snyder an advantage. Well, yeah, I mean, you got to look at the Carroll offense. Carroll offense surrounds Jeff Becker. It starts with Jeff Becker, and it normally finishes with Jeff Becker, and he's running, he's throwing, he does everything. So I think Carroll's offense is going to be missed the most without Jeff Becker because who really does Carroll's offense have without Jeff Becker? We're going to find out tonight and see who the big names are that score for Carroll. Yeah, and then another big name out out of the game tonight, or the Dwanger Northside game, Bronte Johnson, the star player, 34th in his class, not able to play tonight against Dwanger. Again, you know, that's kind of one of the things I'm saying about Carroll is tonight we're going to find out how deep these teams are, and we're going to find out how deep Northside is tonight with Bronte Johnson out. Who's going to be the next player to step up for Northside? Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see. And real quick, we're going to take a quick look at Concordia. Started off the season hot with a 42-20 to win over Southside Week 1, which included a 35-6 to halftime lead and complete control of the game all throughout. Yeah, I think Concordia, they got off to a good start against Southside. A lot of people are going to look at that as that was Southside, but Concordia off to a great start. And that will take us to a break on the Optimum Performance Sports pregame show. Thanks to everyone joining us, and stay tuned. When we come back, we will take a look at the visiting team, the Concordia Cadets, right here on the Point 91 FM, a production of Homestead Media. Casa 
Casa Italian Restaurants with four Fort Wayne locations, West Jefferson Boulevard, DuPont Road, Parnell Avenue, and Stellhorn Road. Featuring their Casa Borough salad, brick oven pizzas, and over 30 pasta selections. Dine-in or carry-out available, or let Casa cater your next special occasion. Menus and information at casarestaurants.com. Casa Italian Restaurant, a proud sponsor of Homestead Media. Marco's Pizza, located at 10345 Illinois Road, inside the shops of Scott Road. Marco specializes in pizza, subs, and more. Order online at marcos.com or by phone at 625-6800. Thank you, Marcos, for supporting the Point 91 FM and being a proud sponsor of Homestead Media's athletics coverage. Manchester University. Offering more than 70 areas of study, including the health sciences, accounting, business, teacher education, and the arts. Student-athletes compete in 20 NCAA sports for men and women, and co-curricular activities include eSports, marching band, and other musical ensembles. Learn more at manchester.edu. Homestead Athletics coverage is presented by WCYT Lafayette Township, Fort Wayne. Watch all live home broadcasts on YouTube. Just search Homestead Media. Home and away games are broadcast on WCYT.org and 91.1 FM. Homestead Media would like to thank all of our current sponsors for their support of our educational broadcasts. You and your businesses can sponsor individual games or even a full session of video and radio broadcasts. Email our marketing manager, Andy Dunn, at adunn at sax.k12.in.us. Moe's Southwest Grill, located at 6739 West Jefferson Boulevard, next to Dunkin' Donuts, Baskin-Robbins. Specializing in Southwestern foods like burritos, tacos, and nachos. For phone line use and to order online, go to moes.com. Moe's Southwest Grill, a proud sponsor of Homestead Media. Support for Homestead High School Athletics comes from Jason Corner, CFP, your Edward Jones Financial Advisor at 7329 West Jefferson Boulevard. For more information, visit edwardjones.com. Edward Jones, member SIPC. The point is WCYT 91.1 Lafayette Township, Fort Wayne. A broadcast service of Homestead High School. Marcus Pizza. Presented by Homestead Located at 10345 Illinois Road. Inside the shops the of Scott Marcus specializes in pizza, subs, and more. Order online now, at marcus.com or by phone at 625-6800. Thank you, Marcos, for supporting the Point 91 FM and being a proud sponsor of Homestead Media's athletics coverage. Point is WCYT 91.1 Lafayette Township, Fort Wayne, a broadcast service of Homestead High School, presented by Homestead Media online at WCYT.org. The Point 91 FM, where music is the point. Manchester University, offering more than 70 areas of study, including the health sciences, accounting, business, teacher education, and the arts. Student-athletes compete in 20 NCAA sports for men and women, and co-curricular activities include eSports, marching band, and other musical ensembles. Learn more at manchester.edu. Support for Homestead High School Athletics comes from Jason Corner, CFP, your Edward Jones Financial Advisor at 7329 West Jefferson Boulevard. 
For more information, visit edwardjones.com. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Moe's Southwest Grill. Located at 6739 West Jefferson Boulevard, next to Dunkin' Donuts, Baskin Robbins. Specializing in Southwestern foods like burritos, tacos, and nachos. For full menus and to order online, go to moes.com. Moe's Southwest Grill, a proud sponsor of Homestead Media. And now, let's head back out to the stadium for more Homestead Spartan football, right here on the Point 91 FM. Welcome back live to Dave S. Walter Memorial Stadium as we get set for kickoff between Homestead and Concordia on this week two of high school football in Indiana. We are now ready to take a look at tonight's matchup on the field as we continue on in this OPS pregame show. A win tonight against Homestead would prove Concordia is a true contender this year in the SAC, which not many people see them as right now. Yeah, I think that's an interesting statement to make. I think because you got to look at the teams that are technically ahead of Concordia, Care, or Snyder, Lures. Those are the two big ones, Dwanger in there as well. So those three teams, I would say, are the top three 1-0 teams, then Concordia. I think you got three teams right now that are ahead of Concordia. Last year I was big on Concordia. I liked their defense last year. I think this year is a little bit different for Concordia, of course. This year is different for a lot of teams. But I think even with the win tonight against Homestead, of course, it would look great for Concordia, it would, but I would still put Dwanger, Lures, and Snyder above Concordia. Just like Homestead, Concordia has a new face at the quarterback position this year in Eli Maddox. Brandon Davis was a starter last year for the Cadets, and he put up big production with a 7-4 and record when starting last year, so some big shoes to fill for Maddox. I remember Eli Maddox played against Homestead last year. When Brandon Davis was out that week, two matchup, Maddox came in. The final score of that game was 7-0. Concordia struggled on offense. They fumbled a couple snaps, but that was because, you know, first game stepping in, he's coming off, you know, fresh, never played varsity before. So you can use that as that's what happened. But zero points for Concordia, they were not happy with that. You don't want to come out and score zero points, especially when you're off, when your defense only giving up seven points. You know, their defense was kind of giving that Concordia offense the opportunity to step up, and Eli Maddox... Struggled to do that, so I think this year he's looking to rewrite his path and do something different against Homestead this year. Yeah, and talking about Maddox, so far in his career, he is one for two and on the record, and those two losses coming when he had to step in, in for Brandon Davis last year as a sophomore. One of Maddox's starts was actually against Homestead last year when Homestead got a 7-0 win, like you were just saying, Chris, in Maddox's first career start. Maddox went 12 for 23 with 216 yards and two touchdowns, also one interception, though, against Southside Week 1. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's an interesting matchup because you got to look at it. First game, of course, that's going to be different you know, for each quarterback. You know, anytime they step into a new thing as a quarterback, nerves. You know, nerves coming out there in front of your home crowd for the first time. Stepping into a new role can be nervous for some new quarterback. So I think you got to look at it as Maddox was trying to find his way just like Peyton Slavin was last week. So we're going to see what he can do this year against Homestead. We're going to say he's going to rewrite his path tonight. Yeah, Maddox has had a tough three games to start off his career playing against Homestead and Snyder as two of those games when he was just thrown in there. And then, Chris, on the defensive side of the ball for the cadets, they are very young, starting only three seniors, two of which are captains. Chris, how do you expect the inexperience on the defensive side of the ball to affect the game tonight here in Week 2? 
I think we're going to look at what they can do against the wide receiver position. I think that's going to be the big one is can they stop the Nate Anderson? Can they stop Gage Sparrow? That's going to be the big one. Run defense is going to be interesting for me. Last year, they held Homestead to seven points. That was a big exclamation point, I think, for Concordia going forward. You know, like you said, against that Snyder in week three was we held Homestead to seven points. Think about what we can do. And now, like you said, this year, whole new face. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what the Concordia defense do against a high-powered offense like Homestead's. We cannot preview the Concordia defense without mentioning junior linebacker James Rusher. He is one of the best players in the area, and not only does he help this team by making huge plays on the field, he's also a great leader for the cadets, being the only non-senior captain on the squad. Yeah, plus, last year he played. You know, that's kind of the big thing for Concordia is who is returning on defense. He's the most important one. Like you said, he's making the tackles. He's making the big plays on defense. I always think that that's the big thing with a young team is can you find that one to two players that's going to step up and make the big plays. And no one's better than James Rusher for Concordia making those big plays for them on defense. Yeah, and that will take us to another break as we get closer to the kickoff on tonight's matchup between Homestead and Concordia. Stay with us as you will hear Chris's keys to the game when we come back right here on the Point 91 FM, a production of Homestead Media. Support for Homestead High School Athletics comes from Jason Corner, CFP, your Edward Jones financial advisor at 7329 West Jefferson Boulevard. For more information, visit edwardjones.com. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Homestead Athletics coverage is presented by WCYT Lafayette Township, Fort Wayne. Watch all live home broadcasts on YouTube. Just search Homestead Media. Home and away games are broadcast on WCYT.org and 91.1 FM. Homestead Media would like to thank all of our current sponsors for their support of our educational broadcasts. You and your businesses can sponsor individual games or even a full session of video and radio broadcasts. Email our marketing manager, Andy Dunn, at adunn at sax.k12.in.us. And now, let's head back out to the stadium for more Homestead Spartan football, right here on the Point 91 FM. With kickoff now just a few minutes away, we welcome those of you just joining us on 91.1 FM or on WCYT.org. And this is Homestead versus Concordia in Dave S. Walter Memorial Stadium. First time Concordia has played in the stadium since week two in 2019. Last time Homestead played Concordia at the stadium, Dave Walter S. Dave S. Walter Memorial Stadium. Homestead won the game 35-6. Last season, Homestead beat Concordia 7-0. Yeah, I mean, I think you got to look at that. Is Homestead beat Concordia last year 7-0 in a game where Homestead's offense didn't look the greatest, Concordia's offense didn't look the greatest, but the two defenses looked great. So, I mean, I'm not going to say that that's what we're going to see tonight, a game like that, because I think the offenses are a little bit more better than they were last year. You know, I think Concordia's figured some things out with Maddox. We saw that last week. He was throwing the deep ball a lot against Southside. I think that could be something we see from Concordia tonight. You know, their quarterback not afraid to air it out. Yeah, definitely not afraid to air it out, having multiple 40-yard completions last week. And all-time in the series, Homestead leads the series 6-0, which obviously leads to a six-game winning streak for Homestead. Do you think Concordia has any chance to end that streak tonight? I think <laughs> that, you know, that's an interesting question because you got to look at it in the ways of Homestead last week. They got off to a rough start, and Northrop really didn't jump on that. 
I think if Concordia can get Homestead off to a rough start and they jump on it, they put up the 14, the 21, they have a chance tonight. But if Homestead gets off to a good start, you know, this could be an interesting game for Concordia. Yeah, and you're kind of already talking about them. But here, Chris, let's get into the keys to the game for both teams, starting with first looking at the matchup of the Homestead offense and the Concordia defense. I think for Homestead, you got to get it started with the wide receivers. Get the ball to Nate Anderson. Get it to Gage Sparrow. You know, throw the deep ball like they did last year. That's something Ormsby did phenomenally was getting the deep ball to Nate Anderson. Homestead hadn't done that yet this year. I want to see that happen tonight for Homestead. For Concordia's defense, I think you just go the opposite of what I just said. You got to slow down the Homestead wide receivers, and you got to be big up front. You know, you got the big D line is what Concordia needs tonight. Get some pressure on Peyton Slavin. If they can get pressure on Peyton Slavin, I think anything can happen. Yeah, and now looking at the Concordia offense and the Homestead defense. I think Concordia's offense, they got to get off to a good start. I just said that, but they got to get off to a good start and get the Homestead defense on its toes. If they can do that, Concordia does have a chance to put up some good first-half points. And for the Homestead defense, I think it's just... You know, get get big on third down. If you get to a third down, you got to make the stop. That's going to be a big one tonight. The money downs, as Homestead calls it, got to win the third downs because that's going to be a key because I know Concordia, they're going to look to convert all those third downs, big downs for them. Homestead's defense needs to step up in a spot like that. Yeah, defensive coordinator Coach or Messel is definitely big on the money downs. And just looking at how the media has been looking at these two teams, Homestead, number 7 in the 6A media poll versus Concordia, number 8 in the 3A media poll. I think you got to look at is Homestead, they're going to have to get through the Indy schools if they want to be up top in the 6A poll. Concordia, the same as them. Concordia's got Indianapolis Bishop Chittard in front of them. That's a team that you know Concordia has struggled with the past 10 years. You know, it's just a team that is downright phenomenal coming out of Indianapolis. That's a tough team to beat, and for Homestead, it's the same thing. The Indianapolis schools are tough to get by. There's no doubt about that. And to start off this game, we're going to have Concordia returning the kickoff. Cameron Jarrett ready to kick it away. You know, Spartan football back at home. Loud crowd, student section big. You know, big crowd tonight. A lot of parents out here supporting. So this is going to be a fun game, fun matchup for the Homestead Spartans playing back in front of a home crowd. And the kick is off, and it is right down the middle of the field. And Bounces out to the left side, and that is a flag on the Homestead Spartans out-of-bounds kick. Almost went right through the touchback. I know that's what he was looking for, going right through the end zone, but it dipped out right before the end zone. But that was a real good kick right there by Jarrett. Yeah, now Concordia going to get a first down and 10 at the 35-yard line after that penalty out on the out-of-bounds kick. First down and 10, you know, wouldn't be surprised if Concordia comes out and tries to throw the ball around like they did last week against Southside. Of course, it's a different defense, different look, but wouldn't be surprised if they want to try that. Yeah, I would not be surprised either, and they're going to start this drive on the right hash. They're going to have Maddox and Shotgun. Parin is going to be right behind him. He's got the rusher, rusher the tight end to his right side, one wide receiver far out to the left, and one, on, one wide receiver on the right side. The ball is snapped. He hands it off to Parin. Parin going down the right sideline, and he gets all the way down to the 43-yard line. A gain of seven, causing a second and third. Three. Yeah, but that's a good play there to start for Concordia. Interesting to see that that's what they're going to come out with. Yeah, now they will spot him at about the 41-yard line. The refs are talking, and they... 
a face mask penalty is called on the Homestead Spartans, giving them a first, giving the cadets a first down. Now that could have been something that I should have said there for the keys of the game. You don't want to take bad penalties right there. Homestead takes a face mask, giving Concordia an automatic first down early in this game. Yeah, Concordia already with a first down and 10 at the 46-yard line. They got trips right. James Rusher motions over to the left side. They also send... They also send Pratt in motion. He goes to the left side out, out of bounds for the first down. That's a good trick play right there by Concordia. I like them mixing things up. That's what they're doing. They're mixing things up on offense. No surprise when you're playing a tough defense like Homestead, you really do have to mix things up, and that's what Concordia decided to do right off the bat. And a correction there, that was not for the first down. It was a gain of eight leading to a second down and two for the cadets. Maddox is in shotgun here. He's got trips right, rusher, the tight end lined up on the outside of the right, and the ball is snapped. Throws it to Johnson. He is tackled right at the line of scrimmage by Max Schiltz, causing a third down and two. That's good. That's a good stop right there by Max Schiltz. Johnson going to be someone that Concordia's got to get going in this game. If they want to step up, have a chance to win this game, it's got to be led by Dontrell Johnson. They give him a chance right there, but Homestead defense comes up with a big stop. Yeah, Homestead defense bob or d- completely blowing up that screen play that the cadets tried to run on that th- second down. And now we are seeing a third down and short. I think it's going to be an interesting play here for Concordia. What do you run on third and short? Wouldn't be surprised if they try to do a little short pass here, maybe a little screen. And now Eli Maddox in shotgun. Parin to his right. Two wide receivers out to the right side. The ball snapped. Maddox rolling out to the left side. Throws a short one to Parin, and he's past the first down all the way past the 40, down to the 35 and out of bounds. But not after, but not until he gets that first down at the 35. First down and 10 for the cadets. Nice little rollout pass right there from Eli Maddox. Not surprised that Concordia wants to throw the ball. I said that earlier. That's going to be something that they're going to try to establish early on. It's what they did last week against Southside. No surprise. That's that's what they're going to do tonight against Homestead. Yeah, the cadets got a little bit of momentum going on early in this first quarter on the first drive, and Maddox is going to be in shotgun. The ball's on the left hash. He's got trips right, Parin lined up to his right hip. The ball is snapped. He pitches it out to Parin. Parin running down the right side of the field, and he is brought down by Kyle Detweiler for a tackle for loss down at the 40-yard line. That's a big stop right there by Detweiler stepping up, reading the Concordia offense perfectly. He read that play all along, and Detweiler steps up and makes a big tackle for Homestead, setting up Concordia with a second and long. Yeah, second and 16 now for the Cadets after that tackle for loss by Kyle Detweiler blowing up that run play that Parn attempted to get to the outside edge. Now Maddox is going to be lining up in shotgun. The ball's on the right hash for the cadets. Two wide receivers out to the right side. Pratt comes in motion, fakes the handoff, throws a short pass down the middle, and it is incomplete, but flags are being thrown everywhere. Ned Smith wrapped up the wide receiver a little early on that. Referee's not going to let that one go, so no surprise there that the official is going to throw a flag. Desmond Smith wrapping up the wide receiver a little early. Something you don't want to see if you're a Homestead fan. Just don't want to see an early penalty like that setting up Concordia with a first down. And they wave off the flag. 
a little bit of a surprise because we did see a little bit of holding, but I guess it wasn't enough for the flag, Chris. And here we are with a third down and 16 now for the cadets. How about, Maddox, how about Homestead's defense putting Nate Anderson back there at safety? How about that? Coming out different for Homestead. Down Aaron Wagner tonight, so they're going to put Nate Anderson out there at safety. Maddox is in shotgun. Johnson to his left side and Parin to his right side. Two wide receivers out to the right and one wide receiver far out to the left side. And now it is still third and 16. The referee holding, waiting for the play to start. And now we're about to get it underway. The ball is snapped. Maddox drops back, throws it left side to Rusher. Rusher is absolutely lit up by Ethan Dorsey on the left side of the field, leading to a fourth and 16. Just absolute great play to force the fourth down. Yeah, that's an interesting play call right there by Concordia going with a short pass. I'm sure Homestead defense wouldn't expect a short pass on third 16. Ethan Dorsey jumps right to it. That's a big stop for the Homestead defense. Second Concordia with a fourth and 16. And now Jace Parnon ready to punt it away for the cadets. The man that does it all. The punter, running back, everything. He snaps. He gets the snap, punts it away, and it goes out of bounds at the nine-yard line. Setting up good field position for the Concordia Cadet defense. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely what they were looking for. Anytime you put somebody back there that isn't, you know, normally back there punt, and guess what? He gets it right there at the nine yard line. Something that Concordia wants from their punter is pinning the Homestead offense down deep, and that's what the punter was able to do right there. And it looks like they actually put the Spartans all the way at the six, a little bit of a favorable spot there for the Cadets. First down and 10, though, for the Spartans. That ball definitely took a Concordia hop. When it was going out of bounds. And now on first down and 10, Slavin in the shotgun. He's got Des Smith to his left. The ball snapped. He fakes the handoff, throws left side to Nate Anderson. Nate, one on one, down to the 10 yard line, all the way down to 15. Stiff arms a man and has to get a second guy brought in. James Rusher is able to finally bring down Nate Anderson after a gain all the way out to the 24 yard line. Nate Anderson definitely has the speed to be able to get out of something like that. They throw the short pass, and Nate Anderson was given room. That's one player you do not want to give room is Nate Anderson, and he took advantage of it. And now Peyton Slavin is going to be in shotgun here for the Spartans. Smith right behind him, and he's got one wide receiver out far to the right side, and he's got Nate Anderson on the left side once again. The ball is snapped. He hands it off, or fakes the handoff, throws it deep down the field. He's got Gage Sparrow, but it's overthrown by a couple of yards. Not quite there for Gage Sparrow, and that will lead to a second and ten. Homestead offense got to be real happy with that. They got the open guy just overthrown a little bit. Homestead offense, you can look at that as he overthrew the ball, but uh, they had the open route, so nothing wrong with finding an open route there early on, knowing what you can do and what works early. Yeah, it's definitely going to be nice for the Spartans if they can get that deep ball going. And now here on second down and 10, Peyton Slavin in the shotgun. He's got Dead Smith right to his right hip. Two wide receivers on out on each side. The ball snapped, hands it off to Dead Smith, and he is wrapped up. But he is able to gain a couple of yards with a strong push, leading to a third and about eight yards. Schoenfield, that's someone big name for Concordia's defense. He's a captain for that defense, so he's definitely someone that they're looking to step up tonight. He steps up right there, reading that run perfectly, setting up Homestead's offense for a third and seven. 
Hopes it hadn't seen a third down in this game. Going to be interesting to see what they come out with on a third down. Yeah, and now on this third down, Peyton Slavin is going to be in the shotgun. He's got trips to his right side. Dead Smith lined up on his left hip. The ball is snapped. Slavin drops back. He's under pressure. And he throws it out to the right side. And it thrown, targeted at Nate Anderson, but it is incomplete. That pressure really forcing Peyton Slavin to get uncomfortable. That's something I said before the game was if you're Concordia's defense, you want to put pressure on Slavin. Anytime you can put a pressure on a quarterback, you know, anything can happen. I think that's what we just saw right there from Concordia's defense, putting the pressure on Slavin and wide open pass. And now on fourth and seven, the Homestead Spartans offense still out there, but we have seen Peyton Slavin punt this season, so he might be punting it away. And he will punt it away after the ball is snapped, and it goes all the way out to the 40-yard line and bounces back towards the Concordia sideline down at the 41. Concordia will set up a first down and 10. Good punt right there by Slavin. Putting him on the other side of the field. That's what the coaching staff looking for is just putting him on the other side of the field, and that's what Slavin was able to do. Yeah, and now the, the cadets looking to start off this drive get and get some momentum. It's going to be interesting to see what Concordia has learned from the first possession they had. They made way, got all the way down to the other side of the field. going to be interesting to see what they can do here. And now in first down and 10, Maddox is in shotgun. Rusher... The tight end shifts over to the left side. Pratt comes in motion, fakes the hand off to Pratt, hands it off to Perrin. He is stuffed right at the line of scrimmage by multiple Homestead defenders, Waddell and Miller, the main two in on that one. That looked like it could have been dangerous right there for Concordia. The two runners almost hit each other. You don't want to see that early on for Concordia. They want to execute that play better. I'm sure that's just a you know, trial and error kind of thing for Concordia, but a you know, little trickery there. They've done that a couple times already, just trying to trick the Homestead defense. Yeah, Xander Pratt is one of the best best athletes in this team, so they keep sending him in motion, trying to get him in some open space. And now on this second down and 10, Maddox is in shotgun. He's got trips right or trips left, and the ball snapped. Throws it to the left side. Johnson, it's incomplete. Almost was a fumble, but it is an incomplete pass, so causing a third down and 10 for the Concordia Cadets. Homestead's defense jumped to that pass perfectly. If that pass is completed, Homestead's defense is right there. That's a real good read by the Homestead defense, stepping up and making the play over there, even with a drop pass. The Homestead defense read that perfectly. Yeah, it was a great play, or great recognition by the Homestead defense overall, trying to stop that screen pass from being a completion. And now on this third down and 10, Maddox is lined up lined up in the shotgun. He's got three wide receivers out to the right side. The ball snapped, fakes the handoff, throws a short pass to Rusher, and it is another incomplete pass. Just didn't look like they were on the same page there. Fourth down and 10. Tough possession right there for Concordia. You know, couldn't really find anything. They had a drop pass, and they had a, another drop pass right there. So Concordia's offense, I think they're still trying to find their way in this game. Might take them a quarter. But uh, now they got to punt it away to the Homestead offense, who's going to try to come out and switch things up after last possession. Yeah, now on this fourth down and ten, Jace Parin is ready to punt the ball away for the Cadets with Nate Anderson set to return for the Spartans. And it's a bad snap. Parin has to pick it up. He's trying to run for it, and he is stuffed and pushed out of bounds behind the line of scrimmage. A huge Stop for the Spartans, not allowing them to turn turn the cadets into a first down. That's a big setup right there for the Homestead offense. Now you're on your own 40-yard line. 
bad bad catch right there. Punter could not maintain possession of that ball. That sets up Homestead offense. Perfect field position for Homestead right there on the 40. Yeah, now they're on their 40-yard line on the left hash to start off this drive. First down and 10. Peyton Slavin and shotgun. Two wide receivers out to the left. Des Smith lined up on the right side. Sparrow comes in motion. The ball snapped. Hands it off to Sparrow. He's running down the right sideline all the way down to the 30, to the 20, the 10, and that is a Spartan touchdown. Gage Sparrow, 40 yards all the way into the end zone. 6-0, Homestead Spartan lead. Look at just a simple play right there. Simple play turns into a Homestead touchdown. That's a great play right there. 40-yard run by Gage Sparrow, finding the end zone early on for Homestead. Big, big counter to that fumble that Concordia had on the punt. Yeah, they were able to just put Gage Sparrow in motion and get him all the way down the sideline, 40 yards for that touchdown to get a Homestead Spartan 6-0 lead. And Cameron Jarrett is lining up for this extra point attempt for the Spartans. And the kick is a little low, but it is good right down the middle. And that is a 7-0 Homestead Spartan lead to start off this game. It's a good start right there by the Homestead offense. Finding their way. Anytime you start on your 40-yard line, that's just momentum for you. you got to be able to carry the momentum. Homestead carried the momentum. Got a touchdown right there in the first play. Yeah, that botch snap on the punt for the cadets, turning that play into absolute chaos. Parin tried to run for that first down, but the Spartans completely bottled it up, not even allowing him to get back to the line of scrimmage, leading to the Homestead Spartan touchdown from Gage Sparrow. That's just a big possession right there. You get the momentum shifting to your side. Now you got to make Concordia answer. Can Concordia come out and have an answer for that touchdown? Or is the Homestead defense just going to ride that momentum, get another stop, and get their offense back out on the field? The Homestead Spartans huddling up, ready to kick, getting ready to kick this ball off to get this first quarter. Keep on going with 6:15 left in the first quarter. Once again, a 7-0 Homestead Spartan lead after that 40-yard run by Gage Sparrow. That's a big play right there. First, pos- first play they had on that possession was a touchdown. No better start for Homestead. Now you got to look at what Concordia's offense is going to do coming out after giving up a touchdown. Like I said, you got to look to change the momentum of this game. And the ball is kicked off away by Cameron Jarrett. And then once again, it almost goes out of bounds, but the cadets pick it up. And that is Parin trying to return this one. He gets all the way down to the 21-yard line and then is bottled up by the Spartans for no more. Now you got Concordia coming out and starting on their own 23-yard line. So it's going to be interesting to see. Now they got to go the full distance of the field. Not like Homestead starting off on their own 40. So now you got Concordia got to go the full length and try to change momentum in this game. Yeah, the ball spotted at the 24-yard line there on that kickoff return. First down and 10 for the Cadets. Concordia done a little trickery on offense. Wouldn't be surprised if that's what they're going to try to do right away on this possession. Yeah, they really like that motion option offense. And now Maddox and Shotgun on this first down and 10. They got tight ends on both sides of the field, maybe looking to run here. And the ball is snapped, and they 
do hand it off to Parin, and he is absolutely lit up by the Homestead defense. In on that one is the Homestead defense for the tackle for loss. I think it's interesting to see that handoff did not look very successful. He looked like he kind of hesitated with it and then handed the ball off, which led to a Homestead big stop right there. Yeah, and that tackle for loss was Jacob Highs leading to the Concordia second down and 15 with Maddox and shotgun trips to the right and or trips to the left and the ball is snapped. Maddox throws it to the left side and that is bottled up but Parin breaks it free for a second and looked like he had some space but then is still stopped behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, Homestead's defense swarming right there. That's a big stop. You know, they swarm to the defense after a couple missed tackles and then they swarm. I see what Homestead's defense is doing on third down. They bring out Nate Anderson. They're expecting the pe- the deep ball pass from Concordia on third downs. So they bring out Nate Anderson to put him back there in case of a deep ball. Yeah, on third down and long, they definitely want to have extra DBs out there to try and stop this Concordia offense from getting the long ball like they got all game long last week against Southside. Now on this third and 15, Eli Maddox in shotgun. Trips to the right side. The ball snapped. Maddox drops back, throws a screen pass to Johnson, and Johnson is brought down right at the line of scrimmage by Matt Miller and Floyd Samlin by uh, causing a fourth down and 15. That's a big stop right there by the Homestead defense. They come up, you know, the score touchdown, and then it's the responsibility of the defense come up with a big spot. Stop. Keep the momentum going. That's what they just did. They came up with a big stop. Concordia got nowhere on that possession. Now on fourth and 15, Concordia looking to avoid a repeat mistake on their last punt. Parin back there. He takes the snap. It's a clean snap and a punt that gets all the way down to about the 45-yard line. Again, not another great special teams play right there by Concordia. Setting Homestead up on their side of the field on their own 45. That's big for Homestead is being able to start on their side of the field. And it looks like the refs are going to spot this one out at the 41-yard line. So once again, the Homestead offense getting good field position to start a drive. Yeah, that could be a talking point for the Concordia at halftime. Is going to be, our special teams got to be better. We cannot let a Homestead offense set up on their own side of the field every time we go to punt the ball. Yeah, that's definitely going to be a problem. It's already going to be hard for the Cadets' defense to stop the Spartans' offense, but setting them up at the 40-yard line, multiple possessions in a row, that's just asking for problems. Yeah, no kidding. After what you saw, what Homestead did last time they were given field position, took them one play. Now you got to come out and make another big stop. Defense probably tired from the last possession. Now they got to come out quickly. Yeah, and this ball will be placed on the right hash to start this drive. First down and 10. Let me see if Homestead, they want to stick with it. Maybe score one play again. I'm sure the Homestead coaches will be happy with that. And now they got Nate Anderson far out to the left side. Peyton Slavin and shotgun. Des Smith to his right side. Max Schultz comes in motion, motioning to the left side. The ball snapped. Slavin looks to the left, throws it to Sparrow. Sparrow running down the middle of the field, all the way down past the 30, past the 20, inside the... 15 the 10 and Gage Sparrow with a second touchdown already for the Homestead Spartans to start off this game 13 to 0 350 left in this fourth or first quarter that's another prime example right there they do it one play again that's Concordia setting up the Homestead 
offense with great field position. They scored twice in two plays. That's just how good this Homestead offense is when you give them good field position. Yeah, the Homestead Spartans really getting off to a hot start here after that first possession with a punt. They have not been able to be stopped. Two plays, two 40-yard touchdowns. Now Cameron Jarr is ready to kick this extra point and try to make it 14 for the Spartans. The ball is snapped, and the kick is good, 14-0. Homestead Spartan lead with 3.50 left in this first quarter. It's a great start right there by the Homestead offense. Got to be happy with a 14-0 before the end of the first quarter. Got to be real pleased with how your offense is playing, and the defense is stepping up big. Yeah, and Gage Sparrow just overall playing great. And it started week one with those seven receptions, 79 yards, and now carrying into week two. Two plays, both from about the 40-yard line, both going into the end zone. Yeah, you got to be real happy with what is going on right now. You scored twice, two plays. So Homestead offense, they just got to keep that going. And the Homestead defense, they're keeping it short. And Concordia hasn't got many first downs. And when they've gotten first downs, because of Homestead penalties. So Homestead's got to trust their defense and not take bad penalties. Yeah, Concordia, the only only time they really got their offense to start going was when you were saying that face mask penalty on that first drive of the game. Homestead cannot let those penalties affect them that much for the rest of this game or else Concordia might get some momentum going back their way. You know, Concordia right now, they got to have a momentum shift if they want to stay in this game. This game is on the verge of breaking wide open for Homestead. Concordia's offense has to come up big on this possession to stay in this game. And now the Spartans setting up to kick it away. Cameron Jarrett ready to kick this one off. And it is right down the middle of the field this time. Nowhere near the sideline. And it is muffed. But it lands in the end zone and it becomes a touchback. <laughs> Lucky break right there for Concordia again. Now that could have went bad, but Concordia, lucky break in a touchback right there. So now you got to come out on your own 20. Like I said last time, they got to go the full length of the field. Tough to do against a good homestead defense. Yeah, Robert Johnson wasn't able to cleanly receive that kickoff that time, but luckily the cadets will get the ball at the 20-yard line to start off this drive first down and 10. At the left hash. That's Eli Maddox is going to start it in shotgun. He's got trips to the right side. He's got rusher also on the, the tight end right outside the right tackle. He The ball snapped. Maddox throws a deep one down past the 45-yard line, and it is a little bit overthrown over Robert Johnson's hands. I hope that defense really was not ready for a play like that. From the Concordia offense, Aaron out first play. They have not done that yet. So it was an interesting play. Almost had it open, barely threw it short. Yeah, the cadets were just throwing it short earlier on in this game, trying to play conservative, get Maddox comfortable, and then took that deep one on that last play. And now on second down and 10, Maddox is in shotgun. The ball snapped, hands it off to the running back, Dontrell Johnson, and he gains about three yards on that one, leading to a third down and seven when the Homestead defense completely stuffed him at the line. Homestead defense doing a great job with this run coming from Concordia. They are trying to establish a run. No surprise in that. But it's not working because the Homestead defense stepping up big against that Concordia run game. Yeah, and Jackson Crisman coming to the sideline right now. 
for the Spartans. He looks completely exhausted. And it is going to be a timeout as Jackson Chrisman, it does not look 100% right now. Yeah, now you got to sub in. Jackson Chrisman has stepped up big for this Homestead defense. That's a tough loss to take. Hopefully he gets back out there soon. And now you got to sub in and get a big stop here on third down. And now on the defensive line is Toriano Franklin, Matt Miller, and Floyd Sandlin. For the cadets, Maddox is in shotgun, and he's got trips to his right side. And there is a flag thrown at the start of this play, and it is a false start on the cadets, leading to a third down and 11 now. Yeah, that's a penalty that if you're Concordia, you definitely do not want to take. You're already at third down, and now you're pushed back. That is not a good penalty to take if you're the Concordia offensive line. Yeah, you do not want that to happen if you're the cadets right now looking to try to flip the script on this momentum. And now the ball is snapped on third down and long. Maddox rolling out to the right side. Schultz on, pressures him, and he Maddox is forced to just throw it away, leading to a fourth down and 12. Actually had an open pass, but the wide receiver was not looking when Maddox threw the ball. Don't know if he wasn't expecting it or he thought that Maddox got sacked right there. But that was just a broken play right there from Concordia because the Concordia wide receiver did not know that the ball was coming towards him. Yeah, and this Homestead defense just absolutely shutting down the Cadets' offense. Outside of that first drive, the Cadets have not been able to get a first down. Parin is the punter, and Barkus is set to return for the Homestead Spartans. The ball is snapped. The punt is away, and it is out at about the 50, or it bounces at the 50-yard line and then gets another, a little friendly, down to the 49. So it's going to be interesting to see because now Homestead, they got to start on the other side of the field, but not too far off where they've started before. You know, now they're just you know, about 10 yards away from where they started last time. So Homestead offense, they're still getting great field position. Going to be interesting to see if they can do it in one play again. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see if they could get a third straight one-play touchdown drive. And to start it off, they're going to be trying to get it from with Peyton Slavin and Shotgun. He's got Brett Futures to his left hip. He's got one wide receiver out to the left side, and the ball snapped, and he hands it off to Futures, and he gets about two yards on that carry. Well, Brett Fox, someone we have not seen at running back this year yet. It's been Cam er, Johnson before him, but now Fox is stepping up, and now he's in there trying to get a little varsity rep time. Gains two yards right there. Not a bad run for your first run, picking up two yards. Yeah, the sophomore getting his first carry of his career on varsity right there. With Cam Johnson out this game, he, he's going to need to step up as the running back too. Peyton Slavin and Shotgun on this second down and eight. The ball is snapped. Slavin looks to the left side, throws it deep to Nate Anderson. He is wide open at the 20, the 10. Touchdown, Homestead. Nate Anderson on the 40-yard or 50-yard touchdown. That's the connection we have wanted to see all season. Peyton Slavin connecting with Nate Anderson. They finally get it. Nate Anderson just burned right through that cornerback finds a wide open pass. That's a great throw right there from Peyton Slavin. Hooking it up with Nate Anderson. Another touchdown for Homestead. Well, we did not get the one play drive, Chris, but we got the two play drive. <laughs> the 51 yards two play. So apparently 40 yards for the Spartans it takes one play. 50 yards it will take two. Nothing wrong with two plays. And now on this PAT conversion, Cameron J out there once again. The ball snapped and the kick is good. 21 to 0. 
with two minutes left in this first quarter. This could not have gone any better so far for the Homestead Spartans. No, this is the best start Homestead could have asked for. Defense is stepping up big. Concordia hadn't even got past midfield without a Homestead penalty yet. That's a big stop for the Homestead defense and the Homestead offense firing on all cylinders. Like you said, two one-play touchdowns, and now we get a two-play touchdown. So 21 nothing. Great start for Homestead, and we're not even done with the first quarter yet. Yeah, after the first drive, it might have looked like the Concordia Cadets had somewhat of an answer for the Homestead offense. But now, looking at the scoreboard here, we got 21-0. to It's looking like Carroll Homestead last year. Maybe we will see Homestead get into the 70s. I think the difference between that game, Carroll actually scored some touchdowns right there in the first quarter. Carroll actually scored first in that game. But like you said, we might be on track to see a game like that or maybe Homestead can put in the backups a little earlier than than normal, but still got to get through a whole another three quarters of football. Yeah, we still got a lot of football to go, so this game is definitely not over. The cadets starting off a little slow, can't really get in a rhythm on offense, but we still have a potential to see a cadets comeback throughout this game. Yeah, you know, twenty-one nothing. Homestead's offense off to a great start. Homestead's defense is stepping up. Big. We'll see what they do right here. Maybe Concordia is going to come out and try to switch things up. Or Homestead defense is going to shut it down. Cameron Jarrett with the kickoff. And it goes right down the middle with a touchback. Cameron Jarrett started off a little slow with a couple kicks almost out of bounds. But he's getting going now. Uh, definitely what he did last week. Four for four on a PATs and kicking off well. And doing the same thing tonight. Yeah, already three for three on PT or PATs this week. And his kickoffs the past two have looked great. And he's getting a lot of practice tonight, already four in this first quarter. You know, he's not going to be mad about that. He's getting out there. And that means the Homestead Spartan offense is scoring. And now Eli Maddoxon's in shotgun on this first down and ten. He's got Johnson right behind him. Two wide receivers out to each side of the field. The tight end switch motions over to the right side. The ball snapped. Hands it off to Johnson. Johnson is going for about three yards and then is brought down by Jacob Highs of the Homestead Spartans. I think if you're the Concordia offense, you really need to switch things up. That run game has not worked against the Homestead defense so far. You got to look. You know, I know they threw the deep ball once, and it was close. I think you might need to go back to that. And now on second down and five, the ball snapped, and it is absolutely blown up the handoff to Johnson. And now it will be third down and seven. That's a tough play call right there by Concordia. You're setting your offense up. You go two run plays in a row, and now you basically have to throw the ball here on third and seven. You don't really have a choice. Yep, now on third down and seven. Maddox is in shotgun. Johnson to his left side. Two wide receivers out far to the right side. The ball is snapped. Maddox looks left side, throws it high over Johnson's head. Johnson had a little bit of space, but is incomplete. Fourth down and seven now for the cadets. Look at that. Concordia had another open pass, but just threw the hand to the wide receiver. I'm telling you, Concordia can stick to the passing game. They're finding the open routes. They just got to find the connection. I think this Concordia offense can find a rhythm with their passing game. You know, They can put a couple scores up on the board. This is now the fifth time. Parn is going out there to punt the ball. Not the best start that the cadets would have asked for, as Concordia would call a timeout. Yeah, you know, Concordia's got to call a timeout and think about it. I'm sure they're not going to think about going for it just to give their kicker a break. 
Yeah, trying to get Parin ready for this punt to get down the field and try to flip the field and get some space for the Concordia defense. They haven't had good punts yet with they haven't had good snaps yet with their punts. I think that's something that Concordia's gotta work on is just trying to find that good snap. One's bounced, you know, one's been bobbled by the punter, which necessarily isn't on the center, but they still gotta find a rhythm with the snaps to the punter. Yeah, they definitely need to find a rhythm. <clears throat> and now on this fourth down and seven for the cadets, Parin is ready to punt it away. Barkus is set back to return. The ball is snapped and it is punted away down to the 45 returnable for Barkus. He will return it down to past the 40, all the way to the 30, and he is... Still inbounds at the 20. Nice return there for the Homestead Spartans to set them up almost in the red zone. That's a good return right there by Barkus setting up that Homestead offense with short field position. That's something that Homestead has capitalized on this whole game. And we're going to see if they can keep that going with a good field position. Now they're going to start on their own 21. This could be a one-play drive. You know, they're starting even closer than the 40. First down and 10 at the 21. Now first down and 10 from the 21-yard line. The sophomore Orlando Sheets tight end is out there on the field right now for the Spartans. He hasn't seen much playing time yet this season. Slavin is going to line up in shotgun. He's got Brett Fox to his left side. Nate Anderson far out to the left side and one-on-one coverage it looks like. Ball snap. Sparrow comes in motion. Hands it off to Fox. Fox all the way down to the 10. 5. Touchdown for the sophomore. Homestead Spartans playing great all game long and that increases their lead all the way to 27 to 0 with 50 seconds left in this first quarter. How about that start right there by the Homestead offense Brett Fox playing in his first game as running back and he goes out there and scores a touchdown. You know, I mean that's a great start for your career as a sophomore scoring a touchdown early. Yeah, a great start there and once again what did we see there, Chris? A one-play touchdown. Within 40 yards, the Homestead Spartans offense is almost automatic right now. And Jarrett with the PAT, and he is automatic as well. 28-0, the Homestead Spartans lead. And we will take a quick break. But we will be right back here with more Homestead Spartan football. Casa Italian Restaurants, with four Fort Wayne locations, West Jefferson Boulevard, DuPont Road, Parnell Avenue, and Stellhorn Road. Featuring their Casa Borough salad, brick oven pizzas, and over 30 pasta selections. Dine-in or carry-out available, or let Casa cater your next special occasion. Menus and information at casarestaurants.com. Casa Italian Restaurant, a proud sponsor of Homestead Media. And now, let's head back out to the stadium for more Homestead Spartan football, right here on the Point 91 FM. Welcome back to Homestead Spartan football on the WCYT network. Right now, we have a 28-0 Homestead Spartan lead with 50 seconds left in this first quarter. Concordia's defense is going to need to step up. Homestead's offense has been going all over them. They got to be able to step up, and the Homestead offense, man, they are just clicking right now. Yeah, the last five plays for the Homestead Spartans, two 40-yard touchdowns, one 50-yard touchdown, and a 20-yard touchdown. Absolutely unstoppable right now, the Spartans offense. And this kickoff is away. Jarrett 
right down the middle of the field once again. This time it is picked up by Kazminski, and he is going past the 30 all the way down to the 40. A nice return there for the cadets all the way down to the 44-yard line. That could be a momentum shifter for Concordia, and them getting a good return. Haven't been set up with good field position yet, you know, this game. So it's going to be interesting to see if Concordia can take advantage of some good field position after a good return. Yeah, now on this first down and 10 from the 44-yard line, the Cadets trying to get some momentum going. Maybe that kickoff return will get it going. On this first down and 10, Eli Maddox is going to be in shotgun, which the cadets like to be in a lot. Johnson to the right side of him. Wide receiver far out to the left side. Ball on the right hash. The ball is snapped. Maddox fakes the handoff, throws it deep down the middle of the field, and it is incomplete. Johnson was the target there, and that pass was broken up by Ethan Dorsey, the cornerback for the Spartans. Very scary play right there from Concordia. I know they want to take a deep ball shot, but you had Dorsey and Barkas right there. That's not a pass you want to make if you're Eli Maddox. You want to try and find the short passes. Yeah, you want to get the big play, but not in the double coverage. Yeah, Eli Maddox may be feeling the pressure, seeing that scoreboard being 28-0, trying to get something going for this cadet offense as he will line up in shotgun on the second down and 10. He's got trips to his left side, and he's got Johnson, the running back, right behind him. The ball is snapped, and it is handed off to Johnson. He is absolutely bottled up by the Homestead Spartan defense as Max Schiltz gets in there for the tackle for loss, leading to a third down and 11. This Homestead defense is playing amazing right now. There's no other way to say it. Concordia cannot get anything going. This Homestead defense is stepping up big. And now on this third down, the Cadets definitely looking for something big to go here. And this will bring us to the end of the first quarter as there's less than five seconds left. This is WCYT Spartan Football. Support for Homestead High School Athletics comes from Jason Corner, CFP, your Edward Jones financial advisor at 7329 West Jefferson Boulevard. For more information, visit edwardjones.com. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Homestead Athletics coverage is presented by WCYT Lafayette Township, Fort Wayne. Watch all live home broadcasts on YouTube. Just search Homestead Media. Home and away games are broadcast on WCYT.org and 91.1 FM. Homestead Media would like to thank all of our current sponsors for their support of our educational broadcasts. You and your businesses can sponsor individual games or even a full session of video and radio broadcasts. Email our marketing manager, Andy Dunn, at adunn at sax.k12.in.us. And now, let's head back out to the stadium for more Homestead Spartan football, right here on the Point 91 FM. The Homestead Spartans with a 28-0 lead at the start of this second quarter. The Cadets facing a third down and 12, trying to get something going their way at the 42-yard line. Concordia, you got to look to... You know, shift momentum, brand new quarter, down 28-0. Just got to find something that works. Eli Maddox in shotgun. He gets a snap, rolls out to the left side, and he is under pressure. He's going to have to run this one, and he goes down at the 45-yard line, out of bounds. But there is a flag down on that play. 
Going to be hit out of bounds there. You know, Homestead coaching staff down there. Coach Rogers not pleased with that call. They're going to call late hit out of bounds. They're going to call that for sure, and that will give the Homestead Spartans defense a tr- trouble, and that's exactly what we said they, we don't want them to do, trying to not let the cadets back into this game with those penalties. That could definitely hurt them right now, giving the cadets a first down and 10 all the way down at the 41-yard line. You know, the reason that the Homestead coaching staff you know, wasn't pleased with that call light contact. It was not a big hit, but I can see why they want to call it. They don't want anything to happen, you know, leading that into something bigger. So I don't mind that as long as they call it close all night. That's that's a good call. Especially a hit like that on the quarterback late after he's out of bounds. That's definitely a dangerous thing to do as the defense. Now on first down and 10, the ball snapped, thrown down to the left side, and it is incomplete. Overthrown. Parin was the target there. The coverage was by Desmond Smith. Second down and 10 coming up. There's another missed opportunity right there. Concordia, they're trying to throw the deep ball, and they it worked last week against Southside. You know, maybe they're looking at the scoreboard, like you said. Seeing that 28 nothing, there is some pressure. Yeah, there is definitely some pressure going on, and this is a Homestead Spartan timeout right here with 11.48 left in the second quarter, 28-0. Homestead leads second down and 10. It's going to be an interesting thing here. Homestead defense just trying to find a way to keep Concordia off the scoreboard. And Concordia's offense, they're looking to switch things up. 28 nothing, not sitting well. Of course, like you said, added pressure now that you're down 28 nothing, But you still got to play smart. You still got to find a way to play smart. You can't be throwing the ball into double coverage like they did last position. Got to play smart, but you also got to be efficient. And now the cadets are at the magic 40-yard line where the Spartans got two one-play touchdown drives right at this spot. Let's see if the cadets can get some magic from this spot. I think it's going to be interesting to see. So now you got Concordia's offense coming out second and 10. Second and 10 is a tough down to predict because they can either run the ball because it's second down or they can pass because they got 10 yards to go. So this is kind of a... An interesting one. They have not done motion offense in a minute, so I'm going to be, you know, wouldn't be surprised if they come out and try to do that. And now Maddox is in shotgun, sending Rusher over to the left side in motion. The ball snapped. Maddox throwing right side of the field and is overthrown. Johnson was the target on that one, but it was way out of his reach, leading down, leading now to a third down and ten. See right there, they try to throw the ball again. Another missed pass opportunity. Concordia's offense. They have the open guys. It's just the pass isn't there. They just got to find a connection. And, you know, they could be on the scoreboard if there was a connection going on on their offense. Yeah, the Eli Maddox and his wide receivers just cannot get on the same page right now, leading to this third down and 10 after two incomplete passes back-to-back. Eli Maddox in the shotgun. Johnson lined up to his left side. Trips to the right side. One wide receiver far to the left. The ball snaps. Maddox rolling out to the left side. He's under pressure, and he is brought down by Eben Pearson, but it is a flag. That might be a face mask right there. Helmet comes off. It's almost automatic that the ref is going to make a call. Anytime they see the quarterback's helmet fly off, there's going to be an automatic penalty. And it will be a face mask there, leading to a... Five-yard gain for the cadets on that penalty. 
with an automatic first down. So now you get, you know, that's a bad penalty to take because you had Concordia backed up. There was a sack, and then you take a penalty. That's that's not a good penalty to take. Yeah, that was a that was a 15-yard penalty. They were far in the backfield, and that will actually be third down. It was not automatic first down because he was so far there in the backfield. So now third down and eight. The cadets should get a second chance here on third down. The ball snapped. Maddox rolling out to the right side. Throws a deep one down the middle, and he finds Rusher wide open into the red zone. The cadets all the way down to the red zone, all the way into the 16-yard line. First down and 10 for the cadets. There's the connection I've been waiting to see. That Holmes, that Concordia offense, Max connected with the wide receiver. Been waiting to see that connection all night. They finally get it going, and now Concordia, they just got to run with this drive and keep the drive going. And in on that catch was James Rusher, who we mentioned in the pregame show as a star player on the defense. But why not catch that 30-yard pass to get the first down and get this offense going? Now in the red zone, Maddox is in shotgun on this first down and 10. The ball is snapped. He rolls out to the right side. Throws a deep one into the end zone. And it is caught. Touchdown, Concordia. Xander Pratt on the on the reception touchdown to get this lead cut down to 22 28 to 6 Homestead Spartan lead there it is right there what I've been saying is Concordia's they gotta trust the pass because it's been open they finally trust it and it works they get the connection and Concordia's on the board right after they finally get one pass going then they score on the next one what we were saying earlier in this game is what penalties could cost the Homestead defense and we have really saw it here the drive was over it without that face mask penalty but because of it, the drive kept going. And the extra point attempt by Sam Brunow is successful. 28-7. Homestead Spartan lead. 11 minutes left in this second quarter. Homestead's offense got to be able to capitalize after Concordia coming out scoring a touchdown. Now the Homestead offense has to be able to capitalize after that. Yeah, this Homestead offense really going to be looking to respond. Not trying to let Concordia get back into this one. He got 11 minutes left here in the second quarter. Plenty of time to just create a drive and get things going. Yeah, we'll see if the Spartans choose the option to go slow and methodical here or take the big shots because those have been working. Yeah, the Homestead offense, they've scored in one play, two play. You know, so they've done it quick. Going to be interesting to see they slow it up a little bit. They may be working with a lot more field than what they've had to work with previous. Yeah, we haven't seen this Homestead offense now in a little while. Last time we saw them, five plays, four touchdowns. So the Cadets definitely got a handful on defense to try to mount this comeback starting on this defensive possession. I think this possession could show a lot about the Homestead offense going the full length of field maybe just to see what they could do with the full length of field. And Bruno kicks it off and away. And Nate Anderson catches it at the 15-yard line. He's running down the side of the field. He's all the way down to the right sideline. He's down to the best of 45, the 50, and he's down to the 44. But there is a flag down on the play at about the 25-yard line. This one might be coming back. And there went that good, you know, bad. You know, that's a really bad return right there. If you're Concordia, let Nate Anderson, but it looks like it's coming back. Yeah, this might be a... 40-yard field flip on that penalty right here. Nate Anderson got down all the way to the other 45-yard line. And now it looks like this ball is going to be going all the way back 
to about the 20-yard line. That's a tough break right there. We talked about penalties, and now it's going to cost Homestead. Now they got to go the full length of the field. Actually, this one's going all the way back to the 15-yard line, so that's a full 40-yard transition there for the Spartans with that penalty. Tough penalty to take right there if you're Homestead, but like I said, this possession could show what the Homestead offense is made of, seeing what they can do with a full length of field. And now on first down and 10, Slavin in the shotgun. He's got Fox behind him. Two wide receivers far to the right side. And he hands it off to Fox. Fox running down the right sideline. He's got some speed. He's down to the 40, 45, and out of bounds past the 50-yard line. Right away, the Spartans get those yards back. Brett Fox has a lot of speed coming right out there. Finds an open gap, and he takes it. Brett Fox is showing off the speed, and he gets those yards back that were lost in the penalty. Yeah, very quickly, the Spartans get those yards back. Once again, the Spartans getting big play after big play. The cadet defense really needs a stop here. Now on this first down and 10 at the 47-yard line, the Spartans in shotgun. Two wide receivers far out to the right side. Ball is snapped. Slavin drops back. Throws it deep down the field. Nate Anderson is wide open into the end zone. Touchdown, Nate Anderson. 34 for the Spartans, 7 for the Cadets. 10.40 left in the second quarter. Quick possession right there by Homestead. Two plays. Look at that. It takes Homestead two plays to go the full length of the field to score a touchdown. That just shows how efficient this Homestead offense can be when it gets in a rhythm. Yeah, this is absolutely insane efficiency going on right now. Seven plays, five touchdowns in recent plays. The first drive was a little slow, but they have been going ever since. And this extra point is good, giving the Spartans a 35-7 lead early on in the second quarter. And we will be right back here on WCYT, the 91.1 FM. Manchester University, offering more than 70 areas of study, including the health sciences, accounting, business, teacher education, and the arts. Student athletes compete in 20 NCAA sports for men and women, and co-curricular activities include esports, marching band, and other musical ensembles. Learn more at manchester.edu. And now, let's head back out to the stadium for more Homestead Spartan football, right here on the Point 91 FM. Welcome back to Homestead Spartan football, right here on WCYT Point 91 FM. 35-7, the Homestead Spartan lead early on in the second quarter. 10.40 left in this first half. That's a great possession right there by Homestead. Takes some two plays to score a touchdown. This Homestead offense is working fast, working efficient. And it's just like how last year was. Last year's Homestead offense was quick and efficient. They're doing it again this year, and it's working again like it was last year. Yeah, and Homestead fans got to be super excited seeing two long touchdown passes from Peyton Slavin to Nate Anderson, exactly what we were looking for last week. And now on this kickoff, Cameron Jarrett kicks it right down the middle, down to the 15-yard line, and then is muffed, but it is then picked up by Kashinsky. He is running down the right sideline. He's at the 10-yard line, and he falls down at the 14. Not great return there for the Cadets, starting in Spartan territory. 
That could have been really bad for Concordia. You muff a punt, and it's just left there. And then all of a sudden, you're moving frantically, and he somehow gets out of that. That's a really good turnaround for Concordia. You're still backed up on your own 50. Yeah, definitely not the worst-case scenario being at their 15-yard line when they definitely saw uh, flashes coming in thinking they might lose the ball. Now on first down and 10, there is something going on before the ball is snapped. There's a lot of motion, and that will be a false start on the Cadets. The Cadets wide receiver was 10 yards down the field before the Homestead defense even moved. He's getting antsy. He wants to score a touchdown, but you can't do that. Yeah, and it looked like Eli Maddox was a little frustrated there. Maybe some miscommunication between him and the center. The ball snapped. Maddox rolling out to the left side. Throws it down the middle of the field. And that's a risky pass broken up by Carter Coop. He had a chance to pick that one off. Now second down and 15. Again, I get it. 35-7. to You're starting to get a little frantic. But you still got to be smart. You cannot be throwing the ball into double coverage because it could lead to a pick six or any anything like that. I completely agree with you on that one, Chris, but we got to point out is nobody was open there for the Cadets. Homestead Spartans defense is absolutely locking up the Cadets right now with Maddox and Shotgun on this second down and 15. He takes the snap, throws it left side to Pratt, and that is an incomplete pass. Not what they were looking for on that screenplay. You know, Concordia's offense is frustrating right now. They cannot get anything going against this Homestead defense. The Homestead defense is no joke. They are playing phenomenal in this Concordia offense. They cannot find a way to adjust to it, and that's something that they got to figure out. Yeah, Homestead defense and offense playing absolutely amazing all game long. A couple plays where the defense got a little break, broken coverage, but not much to cause this 35-7 lead. And now after the ball snap, Maddox rolls out to the right side. And the ball is caught by Johnson on the right sideline, and it is out of bounds at the 20-yard line, but not enough for a first down, leading to a fourth down and five. That was a good pass right there by Concordia, and they find the open man. But the problem is it's not enough for a Concordia first down. they got to be able to make those plays earlier on, first down, second down. That's when those plays have to happen. You can't wait till third down and then come up short. That's just its not going to work. That's not the recipe for success. Yeah, now on this fourth down and five, they got Parn ready to punt this ball away, trying to get this deep. This is another punt for the Cadets. They've had many of these so far in this game. Ball is snapped, and Parn punts it away, and it is past the 50, but not by much. It might actually be spotted right at the 50. It's a good catch over there by the coach standing on the sideline, right to him, and he makes a nice grab over there. Or the refs actually say this one... Went out of bounds a little bit earlier than I thought at the 45-yard line. The Spartans only 45 yards away from the touch or from the end zone, which might be a touchdown. I mean, that's what we've seen all night from the Spartans. They're working fast. They're working efficient. Let's see it right here. Maybe a run play to Fox, and he breaks through. Or maybe a deep ball to Nate Anderson. Yeah, now the Homestead Spartans, they got Brett Fox once again in the backfield. Peyton Slavin and Shotgun. Two wide receivers far out to the right side. Mason Oxy are getting some playing time. Hasn't played much this season. Maybe because of that huge lead. And now in shotgun, Oxy are coming in motion. Fakes the hand off to Oxy, but hands off to Fox. And he gains about four yards on that carry. Going down to the 41-yard line. Getting a second down and six now for the Spartans. Concordia defense finally jumping into that run game. The Homestead off, the Homestead run game inefficient. Concordia finally finds a way to jump to it. 
Yeah, it's still an efficient run game, though, with a four-yard carry. It's just not as efficient as it has been. And now in shotgun, Peyton Slavin, two wide receivers out to the right side, two wide receivers on the right, uh, two wide receivers out on each side of the field. Sparrow and Nate Anderson on the left side, definitely a side to watch right now. Fox to the left hip of Slavin. Swing comes in motion, and he gets... Or fakes, Slavin fakes the handoff for, to swing and gets lit up behind the line of scrimmage by the safety, Dontrell Johnson. It's a good stop right there by the Concordia defense, stepping up, and they're taking this Homestead offense to third down. Homestead offense has not seen a lot of third downs. Going to be interesting to see what they do. They're hurrying up a little bit. And now Slavin and shotgun. The Spartans looking for the play from the sideline as two wide receivers out to the left side, two to the right, and Fox is the running back in the backfield. Slavin takes the snap, looks to the left side, throws the Nate Anderson, and Nate is stuffed right by the line of scrimmage. Actually, this is, this is going to be an incomplete pass. The ball was popped out there, fourth down and eight coming up. Tough break right there for Homestead. Incomplete pass. I thought he had it. Now Homestead coaches throwing their arms up, thought he had it. And we're going to see what it, fourth down, Homestead offense still on the field. Well, we have seen Peyton Slavin punt a couple times this season, so offense on the field isn't automatic, but we might see a fourth down attempt come from the Spartans here. Slavin is in shotgun. Fox once again in the backfield. Slavin takes a snap. He is going to drop back, and he throws it short and incomplete on fourth down. Under pressure by the Concordia defense. Rusher forcing that pass to come out early, and it is incomplete. Concordia going to get the ball. Turnover on downs for the Spartans. Up 35-7, to seven, fourth and eight. Interesting play call right there by Homestead. I mean, when you're up by that much on third down or on fourth down, a little interesting play call, but I kind of like the aggressiveness just in case you have to go on fourth down later on in the season. Yeah, definitely like the aggressiveness from the Spartans. And now on first down for the cadets, Maddox in shotgun. He takes a snap, hands it off to Johnson, and he gains about a yard as he is stopped short by Eben Pearson. I think we're going to see the Concordia offense going a little quicker now. you got to be more you just got to be quicker on offense. Down 35-7. You know, there still is a chance, but you got to kind of pick up the pace if you want to get back in this. Yeah, the, the cadet's definitely going to be looking for some deep shots right now, but Maddox has to be careful to avoid those turnovers like we've been talking about for a while now. He cannot force those throws. And now Eli Maddox in shotgun. He's got Dontrell Johnson right behind him. He's a far out to the left side is Robert Johnson. Ball snapped and handed off to Johnson, and the Homestead defensive line blows it up. Waddell in on that tackle for loss. Third down and 10. Homestead defense with the big stop right there. You know, now you're bringing Concordia to a, a third and 10. Tough position, but Concordia's been at third down a lot tonight. Maybe they've figured something out about a third down play here. Yeah, third down has been a struggle for the cadets all night long. They definitely do not want to send their punter out there one more time. They've seen it way too many times. Cadets fans looking for a conversion here on third down and 10. Eli Maddox in shotgun. Two wide receivers out to the left side. Maddox takes a snap, rolls out to the right side. Jackson Crisman in the pressure, and it is bobbled but caught by Johnson, and he gets the first down and more. First down, cadets. I think the Concordia offense is working 
well right now. They finally get a good play right there, and they pick up the first down. Now you just got to keep the momentum going and try to find your way in the end zone and make this a 35-14 game. Yeah, the cadets finally getting some some momentum going. They scored last possession. Maybe they can get back-to-back scores. Maddox in shotgun, drops back, rolls out to the left side, throws it, and Johnson complete once again, but he is blown up right as he catches, but it is still a complete pass. Schultz in there on the tackle. That's a big tackle right there, stopping Johnson from getting anywhere past a couple yards, you know, because he could have broke that open, had a... Had a little bit of a gap heading towards the sideline, but Schultz cuts him off. Yeah, Schultz was able to blow that play up, but Johnson still got a nice gain there for five yards. Second down and five now for the Cadets. 6.50 left in this second quarter. 35-7 Spartan lead. There's a player down on the field right now for the Cadets, and we are waiting for him to get up and have this game going. Johnson got off the field there for Concordia. He has made his way off the field. Now Concordia's offense back out there ready to get to work. Yep, now on second down and five, Eli Maddox is in the shotgun. Maddox Wright is now out there at tight end along with James Rusher. And that is a Homestead Spartan timeout. We will be right back after this quick break. Marco's Pizza, located at 10345 Illinois Road, inside the shops of Scott Road. Marco specializes in pizza, subs, and more. Order online at marcos.com or by phone at 625-6800. Thank you, Marcos, for supporting the Point 91 FM and being a proud sponsor of Homestead Media's athletics coverage. And now, let's head back out to the stadium for more Homestead Spartan football, right here on the Point 91 FM. Welcome back, 35-7, to that is the Spartan lead. Here we have a second down and five for the Concordia Cadets looking to get some more points on the board and mount this comeback. It all starts right here. Once again, the Cadets right around that 40-yard line. And now Eli Maddox is in shotgun. He's got two wide receivers out to the right side, Johnson to his right hip. The ball snapped. Maddox fakes the handoff under pressure, throws a short pass. Rusher with the catch, and it is a two-yard gain there for the cadets. Concordia is finally moving in the right direction. They're getting positive yards on their plays this drive, and they got positive yards on first down. They got positive yards on second down. They are going in the right direction, but now it brings up a tough third down for Concordia, but it's third and short. That gives them a better chance to be able to convert here on third down with only a third and two, not third and long. Now on third and two, Eli Maddox and shotgun. Johnson to his left hip. Two wide receivers out far to the left side. Johnson and Parin. The ball is snapped. It's a bad snap. Johnson has to pick it up, and he runs and is tackled down right at the line of scrimmage. Fourth down and three. Pretty amazing right there that Johnson was able to jump to that ball. You know, when you see a fumble, you panic, but Johnson, cool, calm, collective, picks that ball up and goes in the right direction, but not enough for a Concordia fourth down. Fourth and short. Would not be surprised if Concordia goes for it. Yeah, we saw the Spartans go for it on fourth and eight with the 28-point lead. 
why not go for it on fourth and four with the 28-point deficit? Eli Maddox in shotgun. He takes the snap under pressure right away, and Jackson Chrisman is in on that sack right there. We saw it all last week from Chrisman, and once again, one more sack for him on the season. And now first down and 10 for the Spartans after that turnover on downs by the Cadets. Homestead's defense got a little help right there. Bad snap, low snap, which made Maddox panic for just a second, which gave the Homestead defense plenty of time to get in the backfield. And they got the sack. Crispin coming up with a big sack. Talked about him in the pregame show. Comes up with a big sack. And now on first down and 10, Peyton Slavin in the shotgun. Two wide receivers out to the right side. And there is a false start on the Homestead Spartans to start off this drive. Going to put them back at first down and 15. The official calls a false start right there. I didn't see him throw the flag, but then he picked up the flag, so I guess he, he did throw the flag there. False start on the Homestead offense, not the way you want to start, but with the way this game's going, we'd be surprised if Homestead's able to get those yards back. Yeah, now, now on first down and 15... Peyton Slavin is in the shotgun. He's got two wide receivers out to his right side and Fox to his right hip. He fakes the handoff to Fox, rolls out to the left side, throws it to Nate Anderson. As that is complete for about eight yards, halfway down to the first down. Nothing wrong with the short game right there. Peyton Slavin finding Nate Anderson open on an out route, giving Homestead a shorter second down and possibly a shorter third down. So that's a good first down play right there. Good call there by Coach Bill Skelton. Yeah, a good play to get back those yards they lost on the false start to get a, a nice second and seven after that first down of 15. Peyton Slavin is now in shotgun. Two wide receivers out to the right side. Fox to his left hip. Ball snapped. Slavin hands it off to Fox. Fox is in some open space, and he gets the first down and a couple more yards after that all the way down to the Homestead 45-yard line. Fox did a great job tonight. He scored a touchdown. He's run far, and right there, he picks up a first down for Homestead. Brett Fox stepping up big in his first varsity game. Yeah, he is playing absolutely fantastic tonight, taking advantage of the opportunities when he has got them. First down and 10 now for the Spartans. Peyton Slavin and shotgun. The ball is snapped. He looks to the right side, throws it deep down to the right side. That is Grant Heyer, and it is a little bit out of his reach. Incomplete leading to a second down and 10 now for the Spartans. Almost another big play. Another great play right there, ran by Homestead. Seen that a couple times tonight where they've had the open deep route. Just a tad bit overthrown right there. A prime example of a ball. Just a tad overthrown there by Peyton Slavin. Other than that, that was a great run play. And now on second down and 10, Peyton Slavin is in shotgun here. Nate Anderson engaged Sparrow out to the left side. Fox is right next to Slavin's right hip. The ball is snapped, thrown to the left side of Nate Anderson, and it is complete. He runs down for about nine yards on that screen pass, to leading to a third down and one for the Spartans. Homestead not afraid to do the little screen pass. They did that last year a lot. They ran a screen pass to Nate Anderson a lot, and now they're bringing him back this year, and it worked right there, sending him up with a third and short. Yeah, now on this third and short, like you were just saying, the Spartans looking to convert. They put in Orlando Sheets, the sophomore tight end, along with Max Schiltz also out there. 
And Peyton Slavin and Shaka. Nate Anderson far out to the left side. The ball snapped. The ball's pitched to Fox. Fox running. He's got some open space. He's down to the 30, the 20, and he's out of bounds at the 15-yard line. Dontrell Johnson was able to force him out of bounds, but not after, not before he got that long yardage for the Spartans, getting the first down and 10 all the way at the 17. Brett Fox is stepping up big. I'm going to keep saying that because it keeps happening. He is running the ball really well for this Homestead team, stepping up with Des Smith taking a break because he plays defense. And Johnson now at running back. Brett Fox stepping up big. And now on this first down and 10 inside the red zone, Peyton Slavin and shotgun. Gage Sparrow comes in motion, and he hands it off to Sparrow. Sparrow running down the sideline, and he gets about two yards for a second down and eight. Homestead's offense right there getting a, a short gain. Have not seen that a lot. Homestead's offense really works in chunks right there. But uh, now they got to change it up second and long. Have not seen a lot of those. Wouldn't be surprised if Peyton Slavin's not going to be afraid to air it out. And now they got Isaac Barkus in the game, so we'll see if he is, you know, implemented in this play. Yeah, Isaac Barkus definitely a red zone threat for the Homestead Spartans. Big, tall safety, also used at tight end. Peyton Slavin and shotgun on the second down and eight with Fox right behind him. And the ball is snapped. He fakes the handoff, rolls out to the right side, throws it to... Isaac Barkus, and that is a complete pass down to the six-yard line. Homestead's offense working well right now. Slavin has connected with all the wide receivers, and now he connects with Barkus, picking up a big first down for Homestead. Now it's first and goal for Homestead, setting themselves up for another touchdown. Yep, first and goal for the Spartans. 35-7 lead. Time running a little thin with 2.50 left in this second quarter. Peyton Slavin is in shotgun. Fox is right behind him. Nate Anderson far out alone on the left side of the field. Slavin takes a snap, hands it off to Fox, and Fox gets about a yard and then is shoved back by the defensive line of the cadets. Bubba Craig in on the tackle there. Good stop right there by the Concordia defense. Now you got Homestead in the red zone, Concordia's defense. They're finally stepping up. They get a stop right there on Brett Fox, trying to make his way to the end zone. And old Bubba Craig comes up with a big tackle. Yeah, Bubba Craig getting put in the defensive line when while well, Homestead ha- was absolutely dominating their run game, Concordia making that change. Now Peyton Slavin in shotgun, takes a snap, hand- hands it off to Fox. Once again, Fox... Takes it all the way down close to the end zone. And it is a Homestead Spartan touchdown. 41 points now for the Spartans. Seven points for the Cadets. Brett Fox going in there. He gets another touchdown for the Homestead offense. This is definitely what the Homestead coaches were looking for. From a running back stepping up. He did that and he punches one in on the goal line. And now Cameron Jarrett lining up for his Seventh PAT of the game now. He's six for six so far. And the PAT is good. Absolutely perfect. And that will take us to another break. 42 to 7. Homestead Spartan lead right now. Moe's Southwest Grill. Located at 6739 West Jefferson Boulevard, next to Dunkin' Donuts, Baskin-Robbins. Specializing in Southwestern foods like burritos, tacos, and nachos. 
For full menus and to order online, go to moes.com. Moe's Southwest Grill, a proud sponsor of Homestead Media. And now, let's head back out to the stadium for more Homestead Spartan football, right here on the Point 91 FM. And welcome back to Homestead Spartan football. 42-7, Homestead lead, two minutes left in this second quarter. With that 35-point lead, the, now, the Spartans now hold. The clock will start running and it won't stop unless the Concordia can get cadets can get under 35 can get the lead under 35 points. That's you know that's a great point right there. Now you got a running clock, which means Concordia's time is even cut shorter to get back in this game. So for the Homestead defense, come out here and get a stop and not have to worry about it. Cameron Jarrett kicks off this ball, and it is all the way down to the 10-yard line. It's muffed by Pratt, and he is absolutely stuffed by the defense down at the 6-yard line after picking the ball back up. This is going to be a tough field position start for the cadets. Concordia backed up again. That's That's been one of the big differences for me tonight is the field position for both teams. Concordia has started back deep in their end majority of the time. Homestead's started on their own end. So that's going to be a big key. When you go back and look at this game, you're going to look at where each team has started on most of the kicks. And now on this first down and 10 from the 9-yard line, Eli Maddox in shotgun, steps back, throws a short one, and it is picked off by Highs. Highs at the 5. He's trying to get it all the way into the end zone, and he does. He gets the pay dirt, and that is another Homestead Spartan touchdown, this time by the defense. That's a great pickoff right there by Hines. Getting all the way to the end zone. Pick six. Talk about momentum for Homestead. And they're stepping up even bigger because now the lead is in the 40s. Jacob Hines getting some of his first varsity playing, playing time tonight because of some starters out during this game. And he is taking full advantage of it. He is out there making plays. He's had multiple tackles for loss. And right there he has a pick six. It's a great step up from the Homestead defense. One thing we haven't seen tonight, a Homestead turnover, and now we get it. And it's a pick six. What better way to do it than a pick six? 48-7, now the score. Cameron Jarrett looking to make it 49 for the Spartans. The ball is snapped, and the kick is good. 49-7. Spartan lead, 140 left in this second quarter and we will be right back after this quick break. Support for Homestead High School Athletics comes from Jason Corner, CFP, your Edward Jones Financial Advisor at 7329 West Jefferson Boulevard. For more information, visit edwardjones.com. Edward Jones, member SIPC. And now, let's head back out to the stadium for more Homestead Spartan football, right here on the Point 91 FM. Welcome back. This is Homestead football on the Point 91 FM. 49-7 is the Homestead Spartan lead here with 140 left in this second quarter. Homestead in complete domination mode. No kidding. You know, Homestead's defense stepped up right there, getting a pick Six. What a better way to get it done on defense than a pick six. And now you're basically pinning Concordia's back up against the wall down by 42 points. Yeah, and now on this kickoff, Cameron Jarrett is going to send it away for the Homestead Spartans, and it, it goes right down the middle of the field right here, and it 
is picked up by Pratt. He's going to try to return this one, and he is at the 15 right now. Down, to, And he is brought down by Carter Koob of the Homestead Spartans. Carter Koob stepping up big right there, getting a stop, and they're pinning Concordia deep again on another kickoff, something that Concordia has been looking at all year. Yeah, the kickoff returns right now is honestly the biggest struggle for the cadets. They have been buffing them constantly, and they cannot get anything going for him. And now to start off this drive, they've got a first down and 10 from the 15-yard line. Eli Maddox in shotgun. Two wide receivers out to the right side. The ball is snapped, handed off to Johnson. He is wrapped up and brought down by Jackson Chrisman behind the line of scrimmage. Second down and 11 coming up. And during halftime, we will be recapping the games going on in the SAC. And we're just going to give a, a little... Just a little bit of what's going on. Carroll up 2014 at half without Jeff Becker. Yeah, that's a great thing for the for the Carroll Chargers, being able to have that lead without Jeff Becker. And now back to this game. We've got a second down and 11 coming up. Eli Maddox in shotgun. Two wide receivers far out to the right side. Johnson lined up right behind Maddox. Maddox takes the snap, hands it off to Johnson, and he is bottled up by multiple Olmstead Spartan defenders. And it looked like the entire Homestead Spartan defense was in the backfield that play. Homestead's defense doing a great job jumping to every play Concordia has run. There has not been a play that has really gotten by the Homestead defense. Right there is a prime example. Yeah, right now the Homestead Spartan defense playing absolutely perfect. They were playing perfect in pass coverage as we saw, forcing the pick six last possession. And now on the run defense, it is absolutely playing great, getting in the backfield constantly. Maddox is now in shotgun on this third down and 12. He takes the snap and hands it off to Johnson, playing conservative, and it is brought down by Highs. He gets the tackle for loss, and that will end this first half. After two quarters of play, Homestead leads Concordia 49-7. We are going to take a quick break, then come back and break down what we saw in the first half for each team and what to expect for the final 24 minutes of game time. Stay tuned. You are listening to Homestead Spartan Football on the Point 91 FM. Marco's Pizza, located at 10345 Illinois Road, inside the shops of Scott Road. Marcos specializes in pizza, subs, and more. Order online at marcos.com or by phone at 625-6800. Thank you, Marcos, for supporting the Point 91 FM and being a proud sponsor of Homestead Media's athletics coverage. The Point is WCYT 91.1 Lafayette Township, Fort Wayne. A broadcast service of Homestead High School. Presented by Homestead Media online at WCYT.org. The Point 91 FM, where music is the point. Manchester University. Offering more than 70 areas of study, including the health sciences, accounting, business, teacher education, and the arts. Student-athletes compete in 20 NCAA sports for men and women, and co-curricular activities include eSports, marching band, and other musical ensembles. Learn more at manchester.edu. 
Support for Homestead High School Athletics comes from Jason Corner, CFP, your Edward Jones financial advisor at 7329 West Jefferson Boulevard. For more information, visit edwardjones.com. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Moe's Southwest Grill. Located at 6739 West Jefferson Boulevard, next to Dunkin' Donuts, Baskin Robbins. Specializing in Southwestern foods like burritos, tacos, and nachos. For phone line use and to order online, go to moes.com. Moe's Southwest Grill, a proud sponsor of Homestead Media. And now, let's head back out to the stadium for more Homestead Spartan football, right here on the Point 91 FM. Welcome back to Dave S. Walter Memorial Stadium on the campus of Homestead High School as we enter into the Fort Wayne Orthopedics Halftime Show. Homestead leads Concordia 49-7 at the end of the first half. And Chris, players all over Homestead played great. Who would you give the player of the half to for the Spartans? Oh, that's a tough one. I got the stats right here in front of me. Brett Fox, eight rushes, 102 yards, two touchdowns. That is amazing. You come in as a sophomore, your first game, eight rushes, 102 yards, two touchdowns. Got to be impressive with that. So I'm going to pick him, but you also got Nate Anderson, five catches, 129 yards. Gage Sparrow, one catch for 41 yards, but he's also got two touchdowns. Yeah, you got to mention with Gage Sparrow that also the rushing touchdown that started off the great play by the Spartans throughout this game. And just overall, the Spartans playing fantastic with the 49-7 to lead. And now we're going to take a quick look around the SAC with other scores and games going on. Northrop at Southside. What's going on with that one, Chris? Northrop up 14-6. to A little surprise that it's not as, you know, not more than what it is. 14-6, but I guess Southside defense... Of course, Northrop's quarterback is the old Southside quarterback, so maybe Southside got a little something figured out. And now the Northside Dwanger game. Bronte Johnson out for this one. How are the legends hanging on without him? Well, to no surprise, Dwanger up 16-6. to They're rolling, of course, Northside down their best player. So, I mean, that's kind of causing Northside a little bit of issues on offense. Obviously, they only scored six points, so Dwanger is doing a great job of taking advantage. And then Carroll at Snyder. This one's a big one. Jeff Becker out for this one. What's going on in this one, Chris? Well, I predicted Carroll to win this game. That was before Jeff Becker. I knew Jeff Becker was out, but I still picked him. Carroll's up 20-14 to 14 at half. I'm feeling a little pretty good about my prediction right now, knowing before Jeff Becker was out, I still picked Carroll, and now they're winning. Up by six at half. I still think Snyder has a good chance <laughs> to win this game, only down by six. Yeah, definitely. And then moving on to the last game we haven't mentioned yet in the SAC, Wayne at Lures. Got any updates? Well, and this is just last I saw was Lures 14-8 end of one quarter. Wayne doing a little bit of damage to Lures, not letting them score a whole lot. Of course, they ran on that Carroll defense last week. So maybe Wayne's figured something out about Lures offense. I mean, Wayne definitely has some potential scoring-wise. We saw them put up 27 points up against Wanger last week. We really could see anything happen with Wayne's offense. They might be able to pull off an upset against Lures. And now we're going to send it to a quick break. But when we come back, we'll have Inside Homestead Athletics with Ryan Locke.
support for Homestead High School Athletics comes from Jason Corner, CFP, your Edward Jones Financial Advisor at 7329 West Jefferson Boulevard. For more information, visit edwardjones.com. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Homestead Athletics coverage is presented by WCYT Lafayette Township, Fort Wayne. Watch all live home broadcasts on YouTube. Just search Homestead Media. Home and away games are broadcast on WCYT.org and 91.1 FM. Homestead Media would like to thank all of our current sponsors for their support of our educational broadcasts. You and your businesses can sponsor individual games or even a full session of video and radio broadcasts. Email our marketing manager, Andy Dunn, at adunn at sax.k12.in.us. And now, let's head back out to the stadium for more Homestead Spartan football, right here on the Point 91 FM. Good evening and welcome to another edition of Inside Homestead Athletics, right here on the Point 91 FM. I am your host, Ryan Locke, and in this episode, we will recap sports, scores, and records for all Homestead sports teams this week, starting with events from the past week. First up, boys tennis. The boys tennis team, who won 4-1 against Canterbury on Monday, played on Tuesday, they, which they defeated Bishop Doinger 5-0, and on Wednesday, they beat Leo 5-0 as well. Up next is volleyball. The volleyball team lost to Warsaw in three, with the scores being 25-19, 25-14, 25-2. On Thursday, Homestead defeated Wayne 3-0, with the scores being 25-10, 25-10, and 25-6. Their next game will be at Carroll on Saturday. The girls' soccer team won 5-0 on Saturday against Chesterton. They play next on Monday at Bishop Lures. The boys' soccer team beat Leo 3-5, led by Blake Anspaugh's two goals on Monday. Their next game will be against Concordia this Monday. Finally, the girls' golf team shot 283 on Saturday in the Stonehenge Golf Club, led by Maggie DeBeja's score of 66. This team also had an impressive performance versus Huntington North with a score of 140. And then this Tuesday, they shot 139 at Chestnut Hills, and Simone Sink broke the 9-hole record by shooting a 30 at Coyote Creek. This has been another episode of Inside Homestead Athletics. On behalf of myself, thank you for listening and be sure to join us next week at halftime of next football game against Bishop Lewards for another episode of Inside Homestead Athletics. The point is WCYT 91.1 Lafayette Township, Fort Wayne. A broadcast service of Homestead High School. Presented by Homestead Media online at WCYT.org. The Point 91 FM, where music is the point. Casa Italian Restaurants, with four Fort Wayne locations. West Jefferson Boulevard, DuPont Road, Parnell Avenue, and Stellhorn Road. Featuring their Casa Borough salad, brick oven pizzas, and over 30 pasta selections. Dine-in or carry-out available or let Casa cater your next special occasion. Menus and information at casarestaurants.com. Casa Italian Restaurant, a proud sponsor of Homestead Media. And now, let's head back out to the stadium for more Homestead Spartan football, right here on the Point 91 FM. Marco's Pizza. Located at 10345 Illinois Road, inside the shops of Scott Road. Marco specializes in pizza, subs, and more. 
Order online at marcos.com or by phone at 625-6800. Thank you, Marcos, for supporting the Point 91 FM and being a proud sponsor of Homestead Media's athletics coverage. The Point is WCYT 91.1 Lafayette Township, Fort Wayne. A broadcast service of Homestead High School. Presented by Homestead Media online at WCYT.org. The Point 91 FM, where music is the point. Manchester University. Offering more than 70 areas of study, including the health sciences, accounting, business, teacher education, and the arts. Student athletes compete in 20 NCAA sports for men and women, and co-curricular activities include esports, marching band, and other musical ensembles. Learn more at manchester.edu. Support for Homestead High School Athletics comes from Jason Corner, CFP, your Edward Jones Financial Advisor at 7329 West Jefferson Boulevard. For more information, visit edwardjones.com. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Moe's Southwest Grill, located at 6739 West Jefferson Boulevard, next to Dunkin' Donuts, Baskin Robbins. Specializing in Southwestern foods like burritos, tacos, and nachos. For full menus and to order online, go to moes.com. Moe's Southwest Grill, a proud sponsor of Homestead Media. And now, let's head back out to the stadium for more Homestead Spartan football, right here on the Point 91 FM. And welcome back to Spartan football on the Point 91 FM. A 49-7 Homestead lead in this fir- at the end of this first half. And just to recap some of the things that went on during the first half, early on, both teams didn't score on their first drives, and then Homestead just lit it up. Through seven through seven plays, five touchdowns. We saw it through the ground. Gage Sparrow got a rush for 40 yards. Then he got it in the air for 40 yards. We saw Brett Foxes making big plays everywhere. What do you think was some of the biggest plays in that first half, Chris? Well, I think you said most of them. You got the Gage Sparrow runs, you got the Brett Fox runs, you got deep pass to Nate Anderson. But I like that pick six. I really do. I like the Homestead defense. They've been stepping up all night, but they haven't found something that goes with it, and they get a pick six. That just shows how good that Homestead defense is playing, and now they're showing on the scoreboard. Yeah, it really is showing up on the scoreboard with that 49-7 to Homestead Spartan lead in the first half. And what, what has Homestead done right overall to be in the lead right now? Well, they moved the ball well. They've started off. You see, the, the thing is, is Concordia's helped them a lot. They've given them good field position like 80% of the time. Homestead's just capitalizing on it. One play, two play, one play, two play, touchdown. You know, so it's, it's Homestead taking their offense, but it's Concordia helping them get to where their offense is. And, you know, the Homestead defense has stepped up. Home Concordia, seven points with a pick six. You know, both sides of the ball playing exceptional. And with this dramatic lead, the 42 points, what has Concordia done wrong and what can they do to fix it in the second half? Well, I think, yeah, I think you got to come out and you got to throw the deep ball, but you don't want to throw it in double coverage. You got to find a way to move the ball well, throwing the ball without getting too dumb with the passes. No double coverage, no triple coverage. Find the open pass. They've struggled to do that all night. 
Yeah, it's going to be very important to do that. And right now, we're going to take a quick break here on the Point 91 FM. We'll be right back. Casa Italian Restaurants, with four Fort Wayne locations, West Jefferson Boulevard, DuPont Road, Parnell Avenue, and Stellhorn Road. Featuring their Casa Borough salad, brick oven pizzas, and over 30 pasta selections. Dine-in or carry-out available, or let Casa cater your next special occasion. Menus and information at casarestaurants.com. Casa Italian Restaurant, a proud sponsor of Homestead Media. Marco's Pizza. Located at 10345 Illinois Road, inside the shops of Scott Road. Marcos specializes in pizza, subs, and more. Order online at marcos.com or by phone at 625-6800. Thank you, Marcos, for supporting the Point 91 FM and being a proud sponsor of Homestead Media's athletics coverage. Manchester University. Offering more than 70 areas of study, including the health sciences, accounting, business, teacher education, and the arts. Student-athletes compete in 20 NCAA sports for men and women, and co-curricular activities include eSports, marching band, and other musical ensembles. Learn more at manchester.edu. Homestead Athletics coverage is presented by WCYT Lafayette Township, Fort Wayne. Watch all live home broadcasts on YouTube. Just search Homestead Media. Home and away games are broadcast on WCYT.org and 91.1 FM. Homestead Media would like to thank all of our current sponsors for their support of our educational broadcasts. You and your businesses can sponsor individual games or even a full session of video and radio broadcasts. Email our marketing manager, Andy Dunn, at adunn at sax.k12.in.us. Moe's Southwest Grill, located at 6739 West Jefferson Boulevard, next to Dunkin' Donuts, Baskin-Robbins. Specializing in Southwestern foods like burritos, tacos, and nachos. For full menus and to order online, go to moes.com. Moe's Southwest Grill, a proud sponsor of Homestead Media. Support for Homestead High School Athletics comes from Jason Corner, CFP, your Edward Jones Financial Advisor at 7329 West Jefferson Boulevard. For more information, visit edwardjones.com. Edward Jones, member SIPC. The point is WCYT 91.1 Lafayette Township, Fort Wayne. A broadcast service of Homestead High School. Presented by Homestead Media online at wcyt.org. The Point 91 FM, where music is the point. And now, let's head back out to the stadium for more Homestead Spartan football, right here on the Point 91 FM. Welcome back live from Dave S. Walter Memorial Stadium on the campus of Homestead High School. As the Homestead Spartans played a great first half, getting a 49-7 lead over the Concordia Cadets. And junior quarterback just in his second start, Peyton Slavin, has had a phenomenal start to this game. Yeah, I mean, it took him a week to settle in. Last week was the feeling out process, and now he's coming out tonight. He's airing out the deep ball to Nate Anderson. He's throwing the check downs to Gage Sparrow, and they've all led to touchdowns. He has done a great job expanding the zone. He's throwing it long, he's throwing it short, and they're all working. 
he has developed into a quarterback that says a lot about what Coach Bill Skelton does. That might be the quarterback genius in Fort Wayne is Bill Skelton. He has developed many quarterbacks here at Homestead. Evan Orangeby last year, now Peyton Slavin. He does a great job with quarterbacks, and it is showing tonight. Yeah, that's for sure. And just comparing it to last year, Peyton Slavin is getting a way better start off to the season than Evan Ormsey was able to last year. Against Concordia, 7-0. to zero, Multiple turnovers, interceptions, and fumbles. Peyton Slavin in this game has his team with a 49-7 to seven lead. Just the opposite of last last year's game. 7-0 to zero the final last year. 49-7 to seven and a half this year. Just insane. Concordia's defense was a lot better last year. Uh, but, you know, I think, like you said, that Peyton Slavin is off to a better start. Different team now. But Peyton Slavin is unacceptable. Not going to take that away from him. Yeah, it is true. The defense last year for the cadets was definitely better than it is right now. But this defense still has some talent on it, like James Rusher, who played last year. And guys like Larry Schoenfield and Dontrell Johnson, captains on the squad, definitely make an impact. And overall, the, the connection between Nate Anderson and Peyton Slavin is one thing that Spartans fans got to be excited about after this week. Seeing week one, they weren't quite on the same page. There was one deep ball that that we thought could get it, but Nate could not quite reel it in against Northrop. But then here tonight, multiple 50-yard touchdowns from QB Peyton Slavin to number two, Nate Anderson. Yeah, I mean, that's the connection that everyone's talking about was how Nate Anderson stood out last year with Ormsby. Then you come into this year, new quarterback. Can they find that rhythm? And they found it tonight. Peyton Slavin hooking up with Nate Anderson a lot tonight. And you love to see it because it's going for touchdowns. And now we're going to take one final quick break before we come back to start the second half. The point is WCYT 91.1 Lafayette Township, Fort Wayne, a broadcast service of Homestead High School, presented by Homestead Media online at WCYT.org. The Point 91 FM, where music is the point. Casa Italian Restaurants, with four Fort Wayne locations, West Jefferson Boulevard, DuPont Road, Parnell Avenue, and Stellhorn Road. Featuring their Casa Borough salad, brick oven pizzas, and over 30 pasta selections. Dine-in or carry-out available, or let Casa cater your next special occasion. Menus and information at casarestaurants.com. Casa Italian Restaurant, a proud sponsor of Homestead Media. And now, let's head back out to the stadium for more Homestead Spartan football, right here on the Point 91 FM. And the second half is coming up shortly. 49-7, the Homestead Spartan lead to at the half right now. And let's see what the Spartans can do in the second half to try to hold on to this lead and maybe even increase it. you got to realize that it's a running clock. I mean, this is going to go a little bit quicker than that first half, which, you know, does speed the game up, which kind of makes it nicer. You're not sitting here as long watching a blowout. You know, the clock is running. So we're just going to see if Homestead just, that's all they want to do, I'm sure, is just come out here and maintain a lead. And for the Cadets, Eli Maddox, definitely not how he would have wanted this game to go. His second game against Homestead as the starter, and it's going to look, and it's looking like he's going to be 0 2. 
this second half definitely means a lot to his confidence to see if he can get things going. Yeah, I mean, he's got to think about it. Is you know, we are down 49-7. We're down by 42. But let's not give up. Let's try to put some points up on the board and maybe not be counted out as a team in the middle of the SAC. And even though a run right now might not be able to win the game for the cadets, it definitely would bring a lot of momentum in for them when they have Snyder coming up next week at the at the cadets' house. It's going to be an interesting battle for them against Snyder next week. Yeah, I mean that's just an interesting matchup because you got to look at what's happening right now against Homestead, and then Snyder down to Carroll. So, yo, those two teams could be one and one going into next week's matchup. Yeah, and that Snyder being down against Carroll, if that stays, that that's absolutely huge for the SAC title race as the Spartans would be one of the few remaining unbeaten teams in the SAC. Yeah, because that only leaves Lures and Dwinger at the top. And, you know, Carroll extended their lead 23-14. Now they're up by nine. Yeah, two-possession lead. That is looking good for the Chargers, but the Snyder Panthers definitely still have a chance in that one. Snyder has the ball, and they're moving right now, so could be a score coming up for Snyder. I'm going to keep you guys updated. I'm going to have this game on my phone just to keep you guys informed of what's going on in the SAC. Yep, all the SAC games matter right now for us as we are watching a 49-7 to game going on right now here on Spartan football on the WCYT network. And, of course, there's nothing wrong with giving updates around the SAC because it's what matters. We're early on, and we're trying to get a feel for what other teams are doing. Yeah, we're trying to see what the competition at the top will be with, like against Homestead this year. As the Spartans are looking like they're going to start the season 2-0 with a great first half, 49-7 lead, and trying to get this SAC title. Yeah, no doubt coming out big tonight. I was actually expecting a little closer game than this, but uh, Homestead's just took the ball and ran with it for sure. And now we get to start the second half with Brunau kicking it away for the Cadets, and it goes out of bounds. The Homestead Spartans will start this drive at the 35-yard line, first down and 10. Homestead, we're going to see if they come out here and they still try to throw a long ball, or are they going to slow it down a little bit? Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how the Homestead Spartans decide to handle this. It looks like Homestead is going to be making a couple changes here on offense. Yeah, it looks like Grady Swing is going to be out there at quarterback. Yeah, up by enough, up by 42. you got to start changing things up, see what other people can do. Yeah, this is some playing time for some of the backups and some guys looking to get bigger roles next year with a 42 lead for the Homestead Spartans. Swinging shotgun, takes a snap, hands the ball off, and goes down the field for seven yards and out of bounds. Yeah, Homestead's offense, they're still going to look to move the ball, but they're not going to try to do it as much, of course, up by 42, so now you can kind of slow it down a little bit and just kind of run through the plays, see what people can do. And that was Gavin Kozad on that carry, but he stepped out of bounds a little bit earlier than I thought, only gaining three yards there, so it's second and seven. Interesting to see Homestead just changing some things up. We're going to keep this game interesting because now we got to evaluate what the new players can do, not just the starters. And now Swing is in the shotgun to start this second down and seven, takes the snap, 
throws it left side to Oxier, and he is brought down right after the catch for a gain of five, leading to a third down and two. Olmstead mixing things up on offense. Now they got Brevin Adams in the backfield, a senior running back. So we're seeing a lot of movement going on in the backfield for Homestead. Yeah, Brevin Adams looking to get some touches here. Hasn't really gotten that much playing time on varsity throughout his Homestead career so far. Now on third down and three, the Homestead Spartans starting up with Grady Swing and Spot and Shotgun. Adams to his left, one wide receiver far out to the left side and two wide receivers on the right side. Oxier comes in motion for the Spartans and the ball snapped. Swing hands it off to Adams. Adams in open space down to the 30, 20, 10. Touchdown, Homestead Spartans. Brevin Adams with a huge carry and even with the backups in, the Spartans still are moving the ball quick on offense. Brevin Adams with electric speed, just gets through the offensive line, gets past the defense up front from Concordia, and he takes it to the house. Concordia's defense did not touch him. Brevin goes all the way to the end zone untouched. Yeah, 55-7 to lead now for the Spartans as the clock keeps on ticking with that huge lead. The clock will not stop. Now under nine minutes. Cameron Jarrett lining up for his eighth extra point of the night, and he is eight for eight. Perfection. Eight for eight coming from the kicker. Got a text message that Snyder scored. Snyder did score. Now it's a two-point game. Carroll's got the ball now. They're going to look to try and keep that lead what it is. Yeah, 23-21 lead for Carroll. That's going to be an interesting outcome that will definitely weigh heavily on the Spartans right now looking to figure out what's going on in that game. Yeah, shout out to my dad for sending me that text message telling me that Snyder did score. I was looking at the other game. I was keeping up with the DeWanger game, and I got that text message telling me that Snyder scored. So some interesting games turned out in the SAC. Now that DeWanger's up by more on Northside, it's a 23-6 score. We're going to have to keep our eye on that Snyder-Carroll game. Yeah, and Homestead now with a 56-7 lead. Absolutely controlling this game from start all the way till right now where we're at live in this action. And Cameron Jarrett is going to be kicking it away for the ninth time this game on kickoff. How about Cameron Jarrett? Eight for eight on extra points. Wasn't even looking to be the starting kicker. And now he's eight for eight. Coming up big. Yeah, Cameron Jarrett's kickoff is once again good. And there are two Concordia cadets trying to get that. And it is muffed. But Kanishki is able to pick it up and get out to the 17-yard line. Another almost huge mistake by the cadets, but they still were able to recover. Like in baseball, we'd say you got to call that ball. Right there, they got to call the ball. You can't have two guys running towards the ball. Just a mental mistake right there by Concordia. And now a Concordia cadet is down on the field. And we are going to take a quick break. We'll be right back here on the Point 91 FM. Support for Homestead High School Athletics comes from Jason Corner, CFP, your Edward Jones financial advisor at 7329 West Jefferson Boulevard. For more information, visit edwardjones.com. Edward Jones, member SIPC. 
And now, let's head back out to the stadium for more Homestead Spartan football, right here on the Point 91 FM. And welcome back to Spartan football, right here on the Point 91 FM. Kashinsky is able to get back up, and he is limping to the sideline after being down on the field. Good to see him walking to by, on his own way to the sideline. It's, you know, that, that's a big loss for Concordia. I mean, you hate to see that when a player goes off late in a game like this, but that's a tough break for Concordia. Now first down and 10 from the Concordia 17-yard line. For the cadets, down 56-7 with 8.30 left in this third quarter. Eli Maddox is in shotgun. He takes a snap, rolls out to the right side, under pressure, throws it, and it is almost picked off once again. That time it was highs once again on the coverage, but it could not be picked off, just deflected, second down and 10. Almost another interception right there for the Homestead defense. That would have been big for the Homestead defense, just showing the results that they get would have been another interception. And now we're going to see another second down and 10 for the Cadets. They really have seen a lot of these throughout the game. A lot of incomplete passes on first down. Eli Maddox definitely trying to get in a rhythm right here. Maddox is going to line up in shotgun once again on this second down. Two wide receivers out to the left side. Rusher the tight end on the outside the right tackle. Johnson motions out to the left side. Maddox takes a snap, throws it, and it's over Johnson's head. Incomplete. Third down and ten. That was almost a dangerous pass right there. The Homestead defender coming up almost hit the guy, which that could have been ugly, I think. That would have been some hard contact right there. Yeah, if Johnson was able to reel that in, it might have been a huge hit as Braxton McLaughlin came flying in to blow that one up. Trying to look at this north side Dwanger score, but there is a specific website not scoring the short, not showing the scoreboard, so I can't give you an update on that game. But this Concord, the Carroll Snyder game is starting the fourth. And now third and ten, Eli Maddox takes the snap, rolls out to the left side, throws it deep, it's tipped up in the air, and Parin gets it after a couple of tips. He's down to the 50, the 40, and he is nothing but green gas ahead of him. 20, 10, touchdown Concordia. That was a crazy play right there. We saw. Multiple tips, and then Parin gets it in the secondary, 56-13. to How'd he catch that? All of a sudden, Homestead had three defenders right there, and they batted up in the air. And Parin just comes down with it, three Homestead players right there. But the Concordia player comes down with it, and he was gone after that, no one in front of him. Yeah, that pass was originally targeted for James Rusher. It, it Bounced off of his hands and then into Parnes over three Homestead defenders leading to that score. And now this kick by Brunel is good. That is a 56-14 lead for the Concordia or for the Homestead Spartans. And we are going to take a quick break right here on the point 91 FM. Manchester University. Offering more than 70 areas of study, including the health sciences, accounting, business, teacher education, and the arts. Student-athletes compete in 20 NCAA sports for men and women, and co-curricular activities include eSports, marching band, and other musical ensembles. Learn more at manchester.edu. And now, let's head back out to the stadium for more Homestead Spartan football, right here on the Point 91 FM. 
Welcome back live to Homestead Stadium right here on the Point 91 FM. We have Homestead football 56-14 lead over Concordia right now. I got Homestead coming back out after a Concordia score. And now like you like we saw last position, Homestead going with some new guys. So we're going to see if they can score. Brevin Adams broke one open. Let's see if we can get a new player stepping up to get a touchdown. Yeah, some players that don't often get playing time. Maybe some juniors getting some more experience looking for future varsity years. Brunel now kicks it off to start off this drive. And Oxier get, takes the return all the way out to the 35. He's down out about the 37-yard line. Hit hard. Knocked down at the 38. Good return right there. Getting it past the 30-yard line. Not a bad starting position for the Homestead offense. And now that will set up a first down and 10 and good field position at the 39-yard line for the Homestead Spartans. Grady Swing is now in at quarterback again. Revan Adams in the running back again. On the left side of the field, Gavin Kozad. On the right side of the field, Mason Oxier. New player stepping up for Homestead. Going to be exciting to see if we get a new player that gets a touchdown. Zach Zolman is also in there at tight end. Kozad comes in motion. The ball snaps. Swing fakes the handoff, runs it himself, and gains about two yards on that carry, leading to a second down and eight. Dwanger is up 23-6, and now Snyder's got the ball down by two. This game could get really interesting if Snyder's able to score on this possession. And now... Second down and eight for the Homestead Spartans here with a 56-14 lead. Four minutes left in this third quarter. With a running clock, so Homestead taking their time, letting the clock run down, and the play clock's going down to single digits. Swing and shotgun and motion to the right side for three Homestead Spartans, and then the ball is snapped, but there's a flag thrown. Whistle blows the play dead. False start on the Spartans. A little miscommunication right there. Maybe a lot of time went off the play clock, and, you know, they want to take their time, but maybe a little miscommunication. And now on second and 14, Grady Swing is going to line up and shotgun once again for the Homestead Spartans. Mason Oxier out to the right side of the field. Kozad out to the left. And now on second down and 14, the ball is snapped, swing, fakes the handoff, rolls out to the right side, throws a pass 10 yards down the field and is caught by the tight end, Orlando Sheets. That is a sophomore tight end on the catch. Good catch right there by Orlando Sheets. You know, good pass right there by Grady Swing. Getting his feet wet, getting a pass, and it was completed. And this play is going to be coming back, it looks like. Another penalty called there on Homestead. Maybe the younger kids are you know, having a tough time creating some penalties, but it's okay. It's a feeling out process. And that was a five-yard penalty. Replay second down now. Second down and 19 for the Homestead Spartans. 
Tough, tough possession right here for Homestead. Just keep, keeps backing up. Swing now in shotgun. Adams behind him. On the left side of the field, Zach Zolman is out there. One more receiver far out to the right side. Ball is snapped. Swing throws a deep one, and it is overthrown. Incomplete. Concordia almost getting an interception on that one. A tough pass right there, overthrown just a little bit. Could have had a big pass right there, but it was just overthrown. And now causing a third and 19 here from the 30-yard line. Grady Swing is in shotgun. Orlando Sheets at tight end. One wide receiver out to the right side. Adams to the left of Swing, two wide receivers out to the left side. Ball is snapped, swing, drops back, throws a deep one down the right side of the field. Oxier is wide open and he catches it at the 36-yard line. A huge completion there on third and 20 for the Homestead Spartans. That's a great pass right there, but Grady swing, not afraid to throw it deep. And he throws it to Oxier and he hooks up with him. That's a great pass and catch right there. And now... First down and 10 for the Homestead Spartans at third at the 36-yard line. Homestead's offense is trying to keep the momentum going. Now you got the young cats in there, and they're throwing the ball well. You just want to keep it going. Grady Swing is in shotgun on this first down play. Orlando Sheets motions to the left side of the field. Ball is handed off to Zach Zolman. He's running down the left sideline. Gains about five yards on that carry. Homestead's offense is moving the ball in the right direction. They got the young kids in, but they're going in the right direction. That's something that the coaches are going to like to see. Positive yards every play. And with under 30 seconds left now in this third quarter, we'll see if the Homestead Spartans run another play. And it looks like they will run one more. As they're starting to line up, swinging the shotgun. Adams right behind him. And there are flags all over the play, but the play's still going. Adams gets a seven-yard carry, but there are lots of flags before that one. And it is a false start on the offense. That will come back, and this will end the third quarter. We will be right back here on the .91 FM. Support for Homestead High School Athletics comes from Jason Corner, CFP, your Edward Jones financial advisor at 7329 West Jefferson Boulevard. For more information, visit edwardjones.com. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Homestead Athletics coverage is presented by WCYT Lafayette Township, Fort Wayne. Watch all live home broadcasts on YouTube. Just search Homestead Media. Home and away games are broadcast on WCYT.org and 91.1 FM. Homestead Media would like to thank all of our current sponsors for their support of our educational broadcasts. You and your businesses can sponsor individual games or even a full session of video and radio broadcasts. Email our marketing manager, Andy Dunn, at adunn at sax.k12.in.us. And now, let's head back out to the stadium for more Homestead Spartan football, right here on the Point 91 FM. Welcome to this fourth quarter of Homestead Spartan football as the Spartans lead 56-14 here with 12 minutes left in the game. 
Now you just got to look at his homestead. They're on their own side of the field. Now you just want to punch it in, get the young kids some more touchdowns. That's what they dream of is a varsity touchdown. And now from the 36-yard line, the Homestead Spartans are facing a second down and 10 after the full start right before the quarter ended. Grady Swing is going to start. Actually, that is, I believe, Jimmy Sullivan out there, the freshman. The freshman quarterback is out there to start off this quarter. He is in shotgun. Takes a snap. Hands it off to Brevin Adams. Adams once again showing his speed down to the 20, the 10, and he's all the way down to the 10-yard line, the 25-yard carry right there to set up first down and 10 from the 10-yard line, showing his speed. Adams is running the ball really well. Oh, this Homestead running back crew is doing amazing tonight. Outside of the starter, Desmond Sith. Brett Fox has stepped up, and now you got Brevin Adams stepping up as well. Yeah, Desmond Smith really did not get many carries this game because it broke open so quick. Playing two ways, didn't want to use him too much. Sullivan and shotgun once again on this first down and goal. And that is a false start on the offense. That has been happening a lot lately. You know, new new kids in there on offense. No surprise that there is going to be some cough-ups, some mistakes. You expect that with the new kids. First and goal from the 15. And now from the 15-yard line, it is first and goal. Jimmy Sullivan in shotgun. Takes the snap. Hands it off to Adams once again. Adams this time, not that much of a gain, only about two yards. Leading to a second down from the thir- second down and goal from the 13-yard line. You know, now you're right there. You're 13 yards away. Homestead's offense is setting themselves up perfectly for a touchdown. Now 13 yards out with 10 minutes left in this fourth quarter. The clock will keep on running and will not stop for the rest of this game. And now Jimmy Sullivan in shotgun. Adams to his left. Two wide receivers out to the right side. And now we're going to take a quick break with a Homestead timeout. Manchester University, offering more than 70 areas of study, including the health sciences, accounting, business, teacher education, and the arts. Student athletes compete in 20 NCAA sports for men and women, and co curricular activities include esports marching band, and other musical ensembles. Learn more at manchester.edu. And now, let's head back out to the stadium for more Homestead Spartan football, right here on the Point 91 FM. Uh Welcome back to Spartan football right here in the fourth quarter with a 10 minutes left, 56-14 Homestead lead. Second down and goal from the 13-yard line. Homestead going out there with the new Cats on offense. Homestead has done a great job in the red zone. See if they can continue that. Jimmy Sullivan in shotgun hands it off to Oxier in motion, and he gains about five yards on that carry, but there is a flag thrown. A lot of flags being thrown. 
you know, Homestead offense got some new cats in there, so just shouldn't be surprised. And this play is going to come back. There was a holding called on Homestead. No tough penalty to take right there. You know, like I've been saying, they are the new players, and it is kind of tough. You get antsy, you know, you're finally out there, you get antsy, and you know, I'm sure anybody else would get antsy like that, but tough take penalties. Jimmy Sullivan once again in shotgun here for the Spartans from second and goal from the 22-yard line. Jimmy Sullivan, the freshman quarterback, trying to get some experience on varsity with this huge lead the Spartans are enjoying. Adams, the running back, is to the right hip of Sullivan once again. Ball is snapped. Sullivan rolling out to the right side. He throws one deep down the field, and it is caught by the Homestead Spartans offense at the five-yard line. That's a good play right there. You know, you got second and long. You do want to take a chance because it's second and 20-plus, and Jimmy Sullivan puts a nice pass right there to Oxier. That's a great pass. And now Orlando Sheets, the sophomore tight end, going back out there trying to get some power on the offensive line on this third down and goal from the five. Jimmy Sullivan in shotgun. Once again, the freshman quarterback on third down and goal. He hands it off to Adams. Adams powers through, and it is in for the touchdown once again for the Homestead Spartans. Homestead's offense is doing a great job tonight. Now they're up in the 50s. Or they will actually call it short. Oh. They will call that one short. From my angle, I thought that one was in. But they will call that one short. And it looks like Cameron Jarrett is going to go out there and kick a field goal on this fourth down and goal Nothing. from the edge yard line. Nothing wrong with letting a kicker go out there. Let him do something that's not an extra point. Same distance. You know, pretty close in distance, but let him go out there and do something that's not an extra point. And he's 8 for 8 on the night for extra points. Let's see what he can do on this field goal. And there is a flag. Delay of game called on the Spartans. Did not get that one off in time. Going to move him back out to the five-yard line. And now from the five-yard line, or from about the 13-yard line is where Cameron Jarrett will kick this one. So a 23-yard field goal attempt here on fourth down and goal. And that kick is good. That is now 59-14 to 14 lead for the Homestead Spartans. You know, normally you talk about a kicker's perfect eight for eight and you jinx him. But Cameron Jarrett can't jinx him. He is doing phenomenal tonight. Nine for nine. Yeah, what an impressive uh, two weeks for Cameron Jarrett with the 12 for 12 on extra points, two for two on field goals when he was not even supposed to play. This is his first year playing football. Uh, and he's a senior, and this is just great. He was not expected to play. Carter Dixon was supposed to be the starter. Yeah, I mean, no kidding. You're not expected to start, and then you come out, Cameron Jarrett steps up and goes perfect. Yeah, Cameron Jarrett just playing absolutely fantastic. 
all night long. Nine for nine through all of his kicks. So here's the thing about any time you step up in a new position because you're not expected to start. So when you're not expected to start, you have a different mindset. Then they put him in, and he hasn't missed yet. He is stepping up in a big way. Yeah, he has stepped up huge, and on kickoff, he's played great as well. One, The first kickoff did go out of bounds, but ever since then, they have been right down the middle. Cameron Jarrett lining up to kick this one away, and it is off and away, right down the middle once again. This one lands inside the 10-yard line, and Parin scoops it up and brings it all the way out to the 30-yard line for the cadets to start this drive off with a first down and 10. Concordia just setting themselves up with decent field position. You're down to six minutes left. You might have a chance one last drive, or you might have two left, but you got one guaranteed right here. You're trying to make the most out of it. Yeah, Eli Maddox definitely looking for anything that he can build off of going into next week when they face off of against the Snyder Panthers. Maddox is going to start this drive in shotgun. Three wide receivers out to the left side, one out to the right. Ball is snapped, a little, snap was a little low, throws a pass to the left side, and it is caught and complete. That reception was brought in by Johnson, Dontrell Johnson, the running back. It's a great, great first down pickup right there from Concordia, moving the ball well. And speaking of those Snyder Panthers, they are up by five, but Carroll is driving with a two-minute drill with two minutes left. And now on first down, the cadets are stuffed at the line of scrimmage. That's a fumble right there by Concordia. They had trouble with the snap, and Olmstead's defense just jumps all over it. Yeah, a huge stop there for the Spartans because now they could possibly run it out with five minutes left in this game. Five, you know, you got five minutes left. There's no point in trying to get fancy with it. Just run the ball, you know, just get the game, get that clock down. Or you might let the young cat Jimmy Sullivan, let him see what he can do. Who knows? Yeah, that might be what Coach Zillman and Coach Skelton decide to do here. Let Jimmy Sullivan, the freshman quarterback, get some reps on varsity. Sullivan will start this drive in shotgun on first down and 10. Adams lining up behind Sullivan. Ball is snapped way over Sullivan's head. He's going to have to chase that one down, and it is down at the 32-yard line. That is a loss of a lot of yards there for the Spartans. Bad start, but, you know, 59-42. It really doesn't hurt that much at this point. You know, you get, you're, under three, you're under four minutes now, so you just kind of let that clock go. Second down and 31 now for the Homestead Spartans after that huge loss on first down. Now under four minutes left in this game. Homestead with a 59-14 lead. Second down and 31. Sullivan in shotgun. Adams to his right. Sends Oxier in motion. Oxier takes the pitch and gets stuffed right at the line of scrimmage for a third down. And 31 now. 
It's a big, big game right here. Third down and deep. But you're like I've been saying, now you're going to be under three minutes with the next snap. Just trying to let that clock go out. And now on this third down and 31, three minutes left in this game. The Homestead Spartans probably want a first down here, but it might not be so likely. Just to update, play of the game right here. Carroll coming down to a fourth and five against Snyder. The play's going to come down to that play. And now Homestead on this third and 31. Sullivan in shotgun. He drops back, throws a short screen pass to Adams. Adams running down the sideline, gets to the 40, and is stuffed at the 43-yard line. Fourth down coming up. It's a tough drive right there. Not getting anything going. But now you just give the ball back to Concordia. Let them have it with under two minutes left. Yep, not like Concordia can really affect the outcome of this game. But Jimmy Sullivan is still out there. We have not yet seen him pump before, so they might be going for it here on this fourth and 22. That would be crazy. And I don't think that would be very uh, sportsmanlike. Well, just getting this... First down conversion could just wrap up this game. And now with under two minutes left in the game, there's some confusion going on as Parin was out there thinking that the cadets would be returning a punt, but no, they send their safety back out there. J Xander, or Dontrell Johnson. Sullivan takes a snap, drops back. He's going to run this ball, and he's all the way past the 50. He might get the first down. He's at the 40, and he's a couple yards short. He did not get the first down. Three yards short. He ran all the way to the 38-yard line, but not enough for the first down. Great run by right there by Jimmy Sullivan. Yeah, I forgot there was a new quarterback in there, so that's why they went for it. Got a new quarterback. That was a good run right there. Give a Concordia the ball back. Just under a minute left. And now Concordia might just be looking to run the ball a couple times here and get this game over with with a 59-14 Homestead lead. Big play right here, fourth and five. Carroll going for it. Minute 30 left. Now with under a minute left in this game, Eli Maddox takes a snap. He throws a deep ball down the left side of the field, and it is caught by Robert Johnson all the way down to the 30-yard line. A big play there for Concordia. A lot of yardage, but not a big play affecting the outcome of the game. Big pickup right there for Concordia. Carroll gets the first down. Carroll is driving with a minute 20 left. Now 20 seconds are left in this game. Eli Maddox is in shotgun. Concordia trying to get some momentum into next week. Maddox throws a deep ball once again to Johnson on the left side, and it is incomplete. That will most likely do it with under 10 seconds left in this game. The clock will keep on running, and that is it. The Homestead Spartans have won this game 59 to 6 59 to 14. And with that we will take a quick break and we will be right back here on the Point 91 FM. Marcos Pizza located at 10345 Illinois Road inside the shops of Scott Road. Marco specializes in pizza, subs, and more. Order online at marcos.com or by phone at 625-6800. 
Thank you, Marcos, for supporting the Point 91 FM and being a proud sponsor of Homestead Media's athletics coverage. The Point is WCYT 91.1 Lafayette Township, Fort Wayne. A broadcast service of Homestead High School. Presented by Homestead Media online at WCYT.org. The Point 91 FM, where music is the point. Manchester University. Offering more than 70 areas of study, including the health sciences, accounting, business, teacher education, and the arts. Student athletes compete in 20 NCAA sports for men and women, and co-curricular activities include esports, marching band, and other musical ensembles. Learn more at manchester.edu. Support for Homestead High School Athletics comes from Jason Corner, CFP, your Edward Jones Financial Advisor at 7329 West Jefferson Boulevard. For more information, visit edwardjones.com. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Moe's Southwest Grill, located at 6739 West Jefferson Boulevard, next to Dunkin' Donuts Baskin Robbins. Specializing in Southwestern foods like burritos, tacos, and nachos. For full menus and to order online, go to moes.com. Moe's Southwest Grill, a proud sponsor of Homestead Media. And now, let's head back out to the stadium for more Homestead Spartan football, right here on the Point 91 FM. With the clock hitting all zeros, we now enter the OPS pregame or postgame show right here on the Point 91 FM. Once again, Homestead won the game 59-14. to Chris, what are some of your takeaways from tonight's Week 2 matchup? I thought the, the young cast that play for Homestead, I thought they played great tonight. The young kids stepped up. Brett Fox, two touchdowns. Brevin Adams scored a touchdown. And other young cast stepped up. Jimmy Sullivan had a big run. You know, I think tonight was not just about the starters, but it was about the backups. And now let's take a look quickly at some other games going on in the SAC. Northside at Southside. Chris, what's going on in that game? Northrop and Southside tied at 14. That's that's a shocker to me. I thought Northrop would be up bigger than that. Yeah, and then Northside at Dwanger. That's an interesting game going on. What's going on in there? Dwanger's rolling 29-6. to Dwanger's up by a lot. And, uh, you know, North Northside obviously has no answer without Bronte Johnson. And then the biggest game of the week in the SAC, Carroll at Snyder. What's going on, Chris? Uh, Carroll just scored. Carroll's up 29-28. We could be looking at another Snyder 40-plus yard field goal to get another win with 40 seconds left. Yeah, that the winner of that game will have great chances at winning the SAC title this year. And thanks to our radio sponsors, Casa Restaurante, First Federal Savings Bank, Marcos Pizza, Moe's Southwest Grill, Salsa Grill, and Arby's. That's going to wrap it up here on, for us at Homestead. Your final score is Homestead 59, Concordia 14. Thanks for joining us tonight, and we will see you next week as Homestead returns to take on the Bishop Lures Knights. You have been listening to The Point 91 FM, a production of Homestead Media.